0: everyone and welcome to Garage Hammer episode 44. On tonight's episode, more special characters from the Warriors of Chaos and the Wood Elves. So without any further ado, here are your hosts, David Whitech and Christopher Bonnet
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 44 of Garage Hammer. My name is, uh, 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 my name, thank you, is Christopher Barnett.
0: And that's David Whitehead over there. And I'm Skip Stevenson. Yes, yes. Just because we had to do it a second take doesn't mean I'm not going to say it. Well, I was looking forward to it. I love that dulcet welcome, welcome. That was, a, that was a change from your usual enthusiastic jumping up and down. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is a kindler, gentler. Oh, is that what it is? No, not at all. No, not at all, because you jumped in and wouldn't let me say Skip Stevenson.
1: You mean I jumped in after you were trying to jump in while I was still talking?
0: No, I was just doing the welcome. Hey, I like that. I was just letting you know I liked it. Hey, Couldn't welcome. you wait until I was done? Oh, I could have. Okay. okay. Fair okay. enough. <laughs> in any case. It was so good, I couldn't wait to just... <laughs> just I was like, ooh, welcome. Mm. I like that. Don't...
1: I was doing that before the show started, and Dave loved it. He admitted that he loved it.
0: He's pressing his nostril on the microphone. Ew!
1: See, I think it sounds like a spaceship.
0: It doesn't. It sounds like an old man snoring. Because it's what you're doing. You're snoring into the mic, but you're pressing your nose on
1: it. Little known fact, that's how they got the Star Wars rumbling sound, like for the uh, Star Destroyer.
0: Oh really? I, I, I don't,
1: dun 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 dun.
0: You know how they got some of the laser sounds, some of the big laser cannon sounds? I can only assume it was like a like a what's it called, the slinky? No, actually, I was watching on one of the shows. They went around and you know on the uh, street poles where they have the big metal, the, the thick metal cables like put into the ground to help stabilize the street poles. Yeah. They walk around and they're walking around mics recording stuff. They walked up to it with, like a wrench was tapping it, and it's that long metal bar go. Pow, And when it was mixed up, it got some of that pew-pew. I can see that. It's kind of cool. It is pretty cool. It has nothing to do with anything, though. (laughs) No. And that's how Warhammer got
1: started, kids.
0: (laughs) And we're off to a flying start. My mother was a little headstrong. My father was a little Armstrongs. The headstrongs married the Armstrongs, and that's how donkeys were born. So, episode 44. 44. Welcome. Welcome, 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 welcome. All right. Well, uh... Since I'm Skip Stevenson, and that's Christopher Stevenson, Doctor Captain Captain Roger Snooty Pants over here. That's right. That's, that's how you should introduce yourself. No, I'm Captain Roger Snooty Pants. St- that should be your stage name. My stage name. Your, your, All I need is your, your your a stage. Here, this is our stage. The the interwebs are our stage. This is our theater. Theater acting. <laughs> Thank you. What the <laughs> what's going on in this I, episode? I don't know. <laughs> oh God! Didn't I think we I just we, had some bad tacos did, or I something? I don't know. But folks, two days ago, Christopher and I had a long discussion about how this show is going to be on topic. And here and we go to the point.
1: <laughs> All right, so we are
0: liars. All right, so uh, we should we should probably thank our sponsors. Hey, good idea. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what's wrong with us tonight? I right? have no idea. But we're never... And by <laughs> What's wrong with us? I mean, what's wrong with me? Oh, because I'm completely normal this evening.
0: Ee Will you thank our sponsors, <laughs> All please?
1: All right, we want to take a moment to thank our sponsors like Unique Gifts and Games in Grey's Lake, Illinois; Unseen Lurker, the independent tabletop wargaming magazine; Game Preserve Stores located throughout Indiana; Urza's Den, custom painting and sculpting; <gasps> Battle Foam, protecting your army; and finally, Weird World's Terrain. <laughs> what's what's your world that's piercing (laughs) and by piercing i mean like your ear yes yes actually that's actually what you mean well you can find links and information for our sponsors both in the show notes and also in our website garagehammer.net
0: should i change the copy to independent Tabletop Wargaming Magazine because you've added that now twice. Would would you like me to add that? I'm just curious because well, there are I think it sounds there, good.
1: There are others. Oh no! I mean, so I think it's appropriate. Simply the uh, there, are, for example, is uh, Lock and Load, which is specifically That's true. Privateer Press. Then That's of true. course there's some some rag uh, some, like Honky Honky Midget or something something like that. What Honky Midget is that what it's called? Oh,
0: see, but I always cut it as the Tabletop uh, War uh, game uh, Magazine bla- because Black Gnome.
1: Yes, something I don't know. Yes. It's some
0: it's it's a I think it's a pamphlet. I liked this month's White Dwarf actually, but I always put it as the tabletop war game magazine, as in you put it as the, like the head coach or the mighty Caesars. It's, you know, it just puts it right at the top. There are others, but this one is the. Couldn't we make it ye old? Uh, ye old? <laughs> well, ye old, Literature? Hey, Bobo, or Greg, if you guys like ye old tabletop Wargaming magazine, let us know. No. It's be the tabletop war gaming magazine.
2: <laughs> Great.
1: So, anyway, thank you, sponsors, very much for your uh, loving attention.
0: Yes. (laughs) Hey, speaking of
1: sponsors, I was
0: talking to Brian Steele, owner and proprietor of Urza's Den today. Uh And after the the Dark Ages episode where he came on, apparently he had been putting it up on a lot of links and a lot of stuff on the Internet saying, Hey, come check this out, check this out, check this out. Apparently, some of the guys from... um, Cool Mini or Not, saw a link and actually listened to the episode. Great. And you know that Cool Mini actually doesn't, I mean, like, the game, the, the producers of Dark Age, like, Cool Mini helps, I guess, like... Yeah, I'm familiar with them. We talked about them but, in the first Gen but Con cool episode. Cool Mini's not the maker of Dark Ages. That's the company makes it, The Cool Mini is like they, the distributor. Cool Mini's the distributor. It, they also
1: who, make their own miniatures, though, yeah.
0: Guess who uh, got a phone call and is now uh, got a gig working for Cool Mini or Not?
1: Well, Brian Steele, I assume. Yeah, yeah, no. no, he's
0: but he was working for the Darkies. Now he's working for Cool Mini. He's got like a yeah, a, a real gig from this.
1: Yeah, they uh, they hooked him up. I yeah. guess. Well, he they he, liked he hooked he had them up and they hooked him up. Yeah,
0: they liked what he had to say, and so congratulations to Brian. I Don't was very happy.
1: With. I love that company. Yeah, um, I, I had a lot of positive things to say. If you folks remember, if you've listened this long, when I went to the first Gen Con two years ago, I, I saw Cool Mini or not, and their Game Zone miniatures, which they
0: distribute, are spectacular. Alternate sculpts for their dark elves. Yeah. Oh, I have the, I have the one of the, I have the eagle with the with the wing that's on the sort of looks like it's on the ground, like it's banking a big turn. I think that Chris
1: Yu has some also for his high elf army. Really nice, stuff. they're gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do PopCap games. I think it is um, the they Dark Age s- line.
0: Super Dungeon Crawl is distributed through them. Yeah, really or nice. Super miniatures. Dungeon Explore, whatever it's called, the weird anime dungeon crawl game.
1: Not to mention that last year they gave I think it was fifteen thousand dollars away to the prize winner for uh, the for painting
0: at Adepticon. I thought it was ten. Is it ten thousand? Yeah. I don't remember and the still, exact still amount, that's but somewhere somewhere in the age. Uh, eight, ten, eight, ten grand, yeah. Ten grand, yeah. Uh, it was so funny, too. I expected to see more people entering, but I think there were so many people who were like, yeah, I'll never win it. Well, I mean, some of the best painters in the country were there. Right. Well, I think plus the stuff we saw on display were like was after the the first cut,
1: you know? Something that I like about some of the highest uh, level painters, especially the ones that are Depticon, a lot of them were pretty girls. Yeah. Which you know, which I'm th- for. <laughs> I'm for pretty girls, Dave. <laughs> I'm I'm for girls. I I, you know...
0: Well, yeah, I'm four pretty girls, and girls are pretty, so there you go. There you go. There you go. Uh, well, um, okay, you know what? We don't have a shout-out this episode. Um, no, unfortunately, guys. Get on it. So, Well, I mean, it, that's cool, but... Uh, you
1: lazy slackers.
0: Get on the phone. Send us an email. Arr. Oh, dear Lord. It's going to be one of those episodes. All right. Um, you know, quick break in the news and rumors. Sounds like a plan. If a game is only as good as the person who plays it, then the
1: best games can be found at unique gifts and games, collectible and classic card games, board games, RPGs, tabletop miniatures, hobby tools, and more all found within, and so is an amazing community of fellow gamers as well as dedicated gaming tables, terrain, and a library of open games to try. It's also your source for Unseen Lurker, the independent tabletop wargaming magazine. Stop by for Warhammer Fantasy Mondays, 40K Tuesdays, and War Machine Wednesdays. Demos and tournaments are alive and well at UGG. Check their website at uniquegg.com for their calendar of events or call 847-548-8270. Don't forget about the rewards program, their convenient location in downtown Grayslake, Illinois, and their friendly staff. Unique gifts and games. Great gamers mean great gaming. Alright, so I guess we'll use this old army book as a hill, and uh, we'll use this soda can as the dark tower of darkness, okay? Take your game to the next level with Weird Worlds Terrain. Our products are handcrafted and cast in lightweight, durable plastic resin that's sure to stand up to the rigors of battle. We're adding new products all the time, so if you're tired of the same boring hills and forests
2: on your table, make Weird Worlds Terrain... Your destination for tabletop wargaming terrain. Weirdworldsterrain.com. What's your world? Check this out.
0: And we're back. We're back. Back, back, back. All right. Uh, News and rumors. Oh, not a
1: ton. A couple of fun things that we saw from um, Warhammer Forge. Oh yeah. So you want to get into that first?
0: You know, actually, something I know. I know we're talking about the latest too, but I think well, one, we've missed a couple. There's there's yeah. quite a few things out since the uh, well, we did talk about the the giant rock, the the rogue idol of Mork and or Gork, which I believe Chuck Jardena got one and says it's freaking monstrous, huge. Well, that's yeah, it is huge, it's, and it's it's one of the biggest models, if not the
1: biggest. No, I guess that's not true. No, the stomp I think the stuff well, I, mean, I was going to say oh. it might be one of the biggest and tallest but actually I think that might uh, go to the War Mammoth.
0: Oh, yeah, posi- yeah.
1: So, but it's huge. It is a, it's But and, I mean that's no surprise.
0: And I was looking at some of the close-ups and there's a lot of like stuff carved into it. Yeah, like, we talked about that. I liked it. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. But the uh the Basilisk.
1: Basilisk is new. That I like a lot. It was covered on a couple of other podcasts, but it's pretty neat. Yeah, it's it's been described as. Um,
0: it, it looks a little like a chameleon or a gecko, but it's got a lot of extra limbs. Right. It's. I'm I'm considering, it with my next, my next Forge World purchase, that might be included because well, that's a gorgeous model. Expect that they might have one at uh, Gen, or not at Gen Con, Decepticon. I like, and I could order it and have it. To, brought to Adepticon But I, I don't have the money right now but, Well what I'm suggesting
1: yeah. is You know that Adepticon has uh, Forge World is there Right So they might just have one to, for sale
0: That's true I should at least check it, cause that's that thing is It's cool Really beautiful Really beautiful mm-hmm. So I like that um, <laughs> They've got frogs for <laughs> You know You could have used one last night Shut it <laughs> <laughs> But uh, no For a storm of uh, they, they say they're for storm of magic Basically Because it, it, you can get turned into a frog A lot more easily in some of the Storm of Magic rules, but okay. it's also in you know. There's the Frog Scroll, right? From uh, which, yeah, yeah, something got used to, on me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, first time I've ever seen that too. Yeah, me too. It was. It didn't matter because he just got bazanka on the next move. I mean, he was a, a he was a frog for all of three minutes. Now, when someone
1: says I got bazanka, I assume that means that someone showed you their breasts. What does that mean? I don't know. I just it was just. Made up a word for oh, okay. getting killed. He got flambluzled? Sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Schwim toppled? Sure. Whipple snapped? Sure. Okay, I'll keep going. So help me, I'll keep going.
0: <laughs> I know. That's why I keep looking and pausing. <laughs>
1: Random syllable generator, go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. Purple monkey dishwasher.
1: Oh, really? No, okay. that's somebody else's. I, can't I know. Think. You.
0: Okay, Uh, skin wolves are the other one. Uh, yeah, skin wolves, they
1: are werewolves. And some people are looking at these thinking that they might be fun alternate sculpts for, for crypt horrors, actually. Um, otherwise, they yeah. have their own rules on Warhammer Forge.
0: Yeah, I got them in front of me. Uh, they cause fear. They got a regen, five. They have frenzy. Weapon skill, five. Strength and toughness, four. Three wounds. Initiative, five. Two attacks. Leadership is seven. They're monstrous infantry. They're 45 points a model. And uh, you can put a mark on him. Uh, mark a corn plus one strength, five points. Mark a Zinch, regen four instead of five, five points. Mark a Nurgle, poison attacks for two points. Or the Mark of slanesh give him ASF for ten points. I, I
1: can't say thematically that that's the direction I was expecting a Werewolf and Warhammer to go. It's like, oh, really, they're... They're Chaos, yeah. I guess, I guess. Yeah, I suppose that, I mean, mutation, I suppose that makes sense within their world. Yeah. But um, I was, in a way, I was sort of just hoping that they'd be werewolves.
0: You know, these are things that yeah, exist I in the world. going to be from monst- the Monstrous Arcana book. I figured yeah. that's what they were going to
1: be. Well, thematically, they're a little different. At least they're, um, the way they describe them, rather than transform, your body physically alters, your, you know, your skin metamorphosis, metamorphs into the wolf, rather, the way they described it. The wolf, the wolf, comes wolf out explodes. Of the yeah, and, and there's like tatters of flesh on on the wolf as as it literally.
0: And I've seen that before. That's actually one of the like alternate werewolf legend type things. Someone was describing it from a movie I'd never seen. Yeah, uh, but no, it's not like it's it's not an American werewolf in London type where he just changes and goes through the transformation. Right. They rip through the skin, and then when they change back. The human has to tear their way out through the werewolf skin. It's pretty gross. It's cool. Yeah, it's uh, <clears throat> the models. I don't know.
1: I like I like them. I, there was some debate back and forth. I know that Hastings doesn't like it as much,
0: but uh, and I don't know that I do that much either. Um, I didn't hear what Hastings had to say about it. Uh, uh, I don't. It's supposed to be like they tear out of the skin. So there's all these just big patches that look. I thought they were like. I, at first, I thought they were like ripped clothes, and I'm like, "Why is it everywhere?" And then I was reading the thing, and it's, there's, there's, I, it's almost like too much of it. It seems like I wouldn't mind seeing one painted. I'd like to see what it would look like. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have no problem with it. Although I have to admit, it's, it's, uh, it is the two I'll, foot werewolf. What? Like the, well, it's got the it's got the wolf feet, like for the back legs, but mm-hmm. the front legs look more like hands. Oh right. So right. it's like the walking on two legs werewolf, um, but. A couple of them are posed on all fours, and I think on the all fours it looks weird because it looks, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. it doesn't look like four paws. I can
1: I can appreciate what people are saying. I know that there's some debate back and forth as to the interpretation of the I, I myself like them, although I have to admit, um, it would actually surprise me less about the model if they were straight from GW. They don't quite seem at that Warhammer Forge level. I wonder if they're rushing themselves a little bit, like the first couple of models from Warhammer Forge. Maybe it's because they were Chaos Dwarves. And I'm going to be biased anyway. I'm not sure. You know, I might.
0: I, I I think they're just. I think they're quality sculpts. I just don't know that I, I particularly care for the concept. I mean, they look nice. I mean, it's well done. Also, it's the
1: theme more than the sculpt.
0: Yeah, I mean, I just don't like all the skin on it. Too, like, you it, mean like it looks like there's too much there? Yeah, because okay. it's like they're supposed to be ripping out of the skin, but it's like there's just tons of it stretched. It does. It, it doesn't. Well, skin does cover the whole body. Yeah, but. I mean if they're I don't know. I, I don't know I don't know exactly what bugs me about it, but it just it something I, doesn't look right and I think I and the other part is I have no at first I looked, I'm like, the back paws look great and the front paws look too much like hands and I'm like, Well there's both well, do, that's probably by design. Well the one the, well the one looks like it's walking, the other one's kinda of standing up, but the other one is on all fours and on all fours it that one that particular model I really don't like because okay. it doesn't look like it could run easily on all fours that way because it's got Hands, okay. You see what I'm saying? I,
1: I certainly do. I respect your. I, I like them. I do like them, and, and yeah. they don't bother me. But I can understand what you're saying. Yeah, and, I mean, I'd like to see them painted.
0: Yeah, I don't hate them, and I. And what do I? I, and, uh, I don't, I trying I don't to have. Say? I don't have a lot of need for the model. Oh, me? Yeah, I don't yeah. have. I don't need one either. I don't hate them. I just I'm a little confused by them. And once again, I'm not going to say they're a bad model because, as we've said so many times in the past year. You look at a GW, and when until I actually see it in person, I'm not going to give it a final judgment. Well, because, we'll probably see it in, uh, next month. Yeah, because um, so many of them. I yeah. mean, just they look weird in the pictures, and then you see them like, oh, this is actually a lot nicer in person. So, Anything else? I can't think of anything else from Warhammer Forge.
2: Uh, the
1: frogs, the skin wolves, and the basilisk. Phazalus. I've heard a rumor. I don't know if it's true. I hope it is, but it sounds like there's some... Um, some power behind the rumor that uh, Hobgoblin wolf riders will be coming out. I haven't seen any images, but... Oh, that seen, would be cool. Yeah. I I, I hope that's true. That'd be great. Although I love the... Uh, I don't know what they're called. Uh, space wolf wolves. Yeah. Uh, they make them without the riders, thank goodness. And I'm really right. tempted to buy some for the Hobgoblins that I do have oh, for that, wolf.
0: Yeah, that could work. You could use them almost with any riders. Yeah, they yeah. look really nice. Actually, that's yeah. that's what's come out... This month just uh, came out last week for uh, regular Warhammer is finally the second wave of Tyranids and they've all come out. Okay, it seems I haven't and seen any of them. A lot, they're, they're, they're I mean, bugs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they look like you expect the Tyranid stuff to look so spiky ex- and cartoonish. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. they have not even cartoonish. They look like aliens. I mean, they look a lot like aliens. Is Car- what they look like, cartoon aliens? Um, and I mean, I guess it's it's plugging up all the. He- I mean, that that book has huge gaps in the model range. Oh, yeah. It it never got a second wave. The book came out and it had all these models, and this is the second wave, finally. Tyranids came out like, I mean, that book came out almost two years ago, I think, maybe longer.
1: Probably. I don't keep track, yeah. And so
0: the second wave, came. now they did, and they finally put out the second wave of Space Wolves, too, which was
1: forever. I I got an opinion on Space Wolves, and they just make me want to sleep forever. I'm so, they're so boring to me. Really? Oh, snore.
0: Oh, I love them. The Space Vikings? Oh, so boring. They're one of the few, like, space marines that, like, just, like, really succumb to that sort of passionate rah, sort of anger. I, I like them a lot. I don't know that I want I, I to. I, I, I look at the them, Army's and sp- they remind me
1: of that feeling, that moment of realization when I was 15 where I needed to start taking down posters that, like, labeled me prepubescent. And when I look at Space Wolves, that's the feeling I get. It's like, this makes me want to get out of the hobby. I don't like them so much. Wow. Yeah, I just don't like them. I don't know why.
0: No, no, I really, I actually like them a lot. Of um,
1: course, I don't want to get out of the hobby, but I'm saying right. I, I just, I never, I don't like them.
0: Oh, I, I like them a lot. I really do. Um, and the newer models, I thought were there's some pretty, there's some pretty darn cool things in there. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, for those who love it, that's they're I I do like those wolves. Yep. I like the wolves. Yep. Um, Adam Cardone posted on our Facebook page. Uh, you know Adam. And, uh, the magician, the magician. Yeah. Yes. And I think he's in town like tonight. He posted, he was what? in town to, yeah. Like he's doing a magic show like tonight. And I was like, I couldn't in the city. Yeah. He was in town. He's in Damn. town, like, but he's in town like for a day. He posted like yesterday. Oh. he posted yesterday on our Facebook page. Hey, I'll be in Chicago tomorrow to do a show. And then he's like leaving. Well, I'm sorry. Adam, I'm out of, I don't, the last time I was on Facebook, I do not remember. I looked at it and I wanted to go and it was like Morgan had gymnastics and we had to record the show. So it was like, oh crap. But I guess he was talking about he wanted to make some hobgoblins and he was looking for ideas. And apparently everybody's using, if you go to the, the uh, cast dwarf uh, online, mm-hmm. um, lots of people are doing what you're doing, which is the plague monks with the goblin heads. It works great. Um, it depends on which how you want to equip them. But, I mean, it, either way, it's pretty easy. I guess someone had posted something and uh, that they had written to Forge World to see if they're going to do that for the cast dwarfs. Yeah. And they said they couldn't really comment too much. But Which means yes, was, yeah. But no, but then there was something about how it, for, some, and I don't know if this was his opinion. I, like I said, I read it quickly on the post, but it was like for their points cost, you know, what are they, like three points or two points a model? The Hobgoblins are yeah, four. Four. Mm-hmm. For that point cost, how many you'd need, it, wouldn't, it would be like cost prohibitive to make them from Forge World. Because think about it, how many do you need minimum in an army?
1: Well, uh, I unit? built
0: the last time I played, I had forty. Right, and they usually sell I mean, ten models for like what fifty. Yeah, so it would basically be cost prohibitive for Forge World to make hobgoblins because you'd have to buy like at minimum forty, and it would just it would be too pricey. So shame. Basically, keep on keep on converting because that'll work, and that's what you're going to have to do. Well, that's what I'm doing. Yep. Uh, other than that, it's um, about it. There's some cool avatars of war stuff that's out, uh, but GW or not GW, uh, Mantic that you know the eighth the eighth armies out the vermin, the vermin. Yes, they're the rats in space. I kind of like them. Yeah, they look pretty cool. I kind of like them. Yeah.
1: Oh, I should mention uh, the we we were debating whether or not the Hell Cannon to come out in resin. Cranky forwarded us a picture from a white dwarf, and it sounds like the oh, yeah, Hellcannon is going to be coming out in resin Yeah. with a large base. So we will have a dedicated base size for it.
0: I think I have that issue
1: here. Yeah, it should be like the back cover or something, right?
0: No, it's out. It's the, uh, it's a uh, fine cast.
1: No, the advertisement is in the back cover of the book.
0: For the Hell Cannon
1: Or whatever, isn't it?
0: No, it's right here. It's, oh, it's fine right cast. Here. So it looks like a
1: 100 by 150.
0: Yeah, I think so. Oh, I know it's Cast. That was my whole point. <laughs> oh, you were saying resin, and so I thought you were thinking it was something. I thought you were thinking well, it was... is resin. Warhammer, yeah, it's already out, March 10th. Oh, no, March 10th is Today's Saturday. the 7th there. 6th. Oh, Jesus, it's only the 7th. Okay, so the day, show, or the day this show is supposed to hit, it'll be out. But, yep, it's a... Uh, but
1: what it, the nice thing about this is, one, it's easier to assemble, and two, it has a dedicated base size, so you
0: know how big it's supposed to be.
1: Yep. So anytime you see someone like trying to field a hell cannon on a forty by forty, tell them they're a dirty cheater.
0: Yep. And I really actually really like the uh paint job on this one with the the, the main part of the cannon just seems to be glowing from within like magma. <laughs> if you happen to have a copy of the the white dwarf or just go on their website. Although yeah. you know what, as of
1: today, uh they still have the old picture, so Oh, do they well by the time they hear this the show it when the show comes out they'll, they'll probably have the new picture and it will be the resin one so yeah the okay. the, the Canon as Davis describing is like a bright red like it's glowing or burning yeah pretty cool yeah I like it so it's something I'll have to seriously consider I mean it's a tournament choice although
0: I'm kind of like I'm kind of liking what I have right now I'm very excited for the the one to come out and find cast because the metal one is so hard to put together
1: well plus it there are bits on there that were supposed to be chains where you attach it to the ground, but with no base, there was no place to attach it. So you have these loose, dangly metal bits that can't support their own weight. Now it can. Yeah. Now um, it actually, it, it was meant to be designed for plastic, or in this case, resin, or fine cast. Right. That was air quotes, by the way. Fine cast.
0: Well, I mean, it's, it's a resin-plastic mix or whatever it is. So. Whatever whatever it happens to be. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just, I'm, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be a jerk. When I said that, I was just, when you say resin, I think Forge World, because that's the resin, and then GW makes plastic, and then there's this in between fine cast thing. Whatever fine cast Whatever is. Whatever it is, <laughs> exactly. Um, what other news is there? Uh, we still have our voicemail going up 757 GH show 6. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't get any voicemails this week, but it's up. I think that's it for news and rumors. That's it. Nothing else. Mm, so let's uh, move along to the garage manager section, which is brought to you by Chaos work Superstore. 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 That's right, folks. Chaos Orc Superstore, your one stop shop for all your hobby gaming needs. They've not only got current and classic GW releases, Chess X Dice and Vallejo Paints, but now they're also carrying Mantic, Infinity, Flames of War, Privateer Press, Soda Pop, Dark Age, and other assorted boarded miniature based games. They usually ship within 24 hours, and the model in the picture is the model they ship to you, because at Chaos Orc Superstore, what you see is what you Chaos get superstore, Chaos 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 superstore. superstore. Chaos superstore. Chaos superstore. all right so uh, Christopher
1: no modeling this week unfortunately for the past two weeks I've either been really busy at work or horribly horribly, horribly sick so between that yeah you were out I was out, out. I don't I know I didn't realize how sick <laughs> he you was were. a pretty I, yeah guys I got a respiratory infection and went into work Monday this is not a modeling section at all <laughs> I don't have one I didn't okay. I did nothing I went I went to work on Monday came home tried to go to work on tuesday said that was stupid came back home stayed home wednesday stayed home thursday and finally friday was able to go in i was out i had to cancel just about everything including a recording session with uh, with painting tables we couldn't do it because i got too sick yeah we'll um, reschedule that sorry though. guys if you listen to the show i apologize
0: um yeah i felt so bad i just i literally checked with greg that morning I'm like we're on right and then i talked to you and you're like oh my god i'm so sick and i was like Okay, dude. I know I just told you an hour ago, we're on, but we're, we're off again. But they're really, they were really cool about it, and they, they they're really nice people. I'm actually really excited. We are going to be on the show eventually, and I'm yeah, really I'd like to. Well,
1: I don't know if they listen or not, but if they do, they guys, do. Okay, well, I'm really sorry. I'm, yeah. that was my fault entirely, and I just, I was horribly sick. Um. So no modeling, Dave. I have modeling that I have to do this week. <laughs> if <laughs> we, we have a tournament yeah, on Saturday. If, if I wasn't recording tonight, I would be modeling
0: tonight. So tomorrow and Friday, whenever I can actually get home, that's what I'll be doing. Uh, I'm, cause I, I'm up the creek with that because tomorrow I have to edit the show because it's due out Saturday, which may be late. You might not be hearing this Saturday, folks. And Friday, we've got fencing. And Saturday, we've got the tournament. I have to be ready for the tournament. Yep. So I have done crap loads of modeling
1: in the last week and a half well, for you it's all or nothing it's either I wasn't able to really get anything done or it's I did so many models that it, it's nauseating
0: a lot of times I don't get anything done because if I'm gonna I, I'm not a person who can sit it takes me 10 15 minutes to get ready you know what I'm saying if I can only sit down for a half hour I'm doing more prep and teardown than I am doing modeling so it's like but uh, last, you know I had my birthday and uh, all our friends came over, and it was a really wonderful time, and I want to thank all of our friends because I got lots of really nice gifts. Yeah, you did. Um, you, got, and, uh, you got a pretty big army out of it, didn't you? <laughs> well, Christopher was generous enough to uh, bring me two thirty zombie packs from Mantic. I wish I could, I wish I could have gotten you more, my friend. Dude, no, that was super generous um, because, and plus, as I've said before, Every uni- every sprue of three zombies, I turned into four, so that became 80 zombies. Well, I'm glad. And I ordered a 30-pack with a command for myself, plus I ordered myself uh, a three-pack of flamers that I needed for the Adepticon team tournament. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kathleen and Ken from UGG came over for the party, and they didn't bother to call me to tell me my models were in because they got them for so. After my birthday, I had I took that was my birthday party was Saturday. Mm-hmm. Sunday was like my day to rest, and I took off on Monday. Um, to just spend the day, I want to spend the day modeling and and hanging out. So I built a hundred and twenty zombies, nine uh, crypt horrors, three vargeists, five hex wraiths, and uh, started building the mortise engine. Cool. <laughs> Now, I, I'm going to
1: have to assume that cleaning mold lines went lower on priority just to get these guys put together.
0: The zombies, actually, the Mantic zombies don't have a ton of mold lines. Um, and uh, I did, like on the big stuff, The you know, on the, uh, the mortise engine x-rays, I tried to be as clean as I could. Dude, the zombies don't have a ton of mold lines, to be honest with you. And I did clean up what I could, but they're zombies, and there's just a ton of them. And I, I know it's bad, but I just... I don't care. <laughs> I don't, you know, if I'm doing something that I want to look really nice, that I'm, you know, but I'm not entering these in a the painting contest or awards. I want to, like, finally get an army that I could put on the table that's all painted. Fair enough. Um, I did break out the airbrush, and I white-primered all of these. So that's all done. Uh, about two hours, about 100, I did, in about two hours, I did almost 200 models of primer with... A bottle and a half of Vallejo white primer uh, that jar, so well, nice job, and I saw that you started painting your uh
1: mortise engine as well.
0: Well, yeah, because you have to build it in segments if you're going to bother to paint it, and I want to have it ready for Saturday, so I've started <laughs> painting it yeah, That's the issue I'm having with a lot of the forge world uh, Warhammer forge
1: stuff is that you might as well build it in stages if you want to paint it. well, it looks really good you're doing the
0: the the ethereal effect and it looks sharp thank you yeah. um, I basically I, I I spray primed it white. I put on a wash, a light wash of Thraka green. I did a second wash of Thraka green, and then I've been I've been experimenting with this. And I don't I mean I, it's probably not unique, but I was doing it with my zombies. I did it a bit with my uh, the dire wolves. Is like for this I want I, I want to put a lot of white over it because I want it to look like you know that green ghostly ethereal smoky look. That's like the theme of a lot of the stuff in this army. So the most raised areas are the brightest or they should Uh say the palest? Yeah. Okay. And so my first coat of white, I took a bunch of skull white and instead of thinning it down with water, I thinned it down with Thraca green. Okay. So it was very bright. It was still very light, but it was still green. Um, I did that. It turned out kind of a little darker than I expected. So today and you can I the audience can't see but you can see on the the base there I went with another coat of white thinned it down with a little less green since I was kind of brushing it on a little thick a bit of water a bit of green so I've got a much lighter I'm going to try to go around where the actual ghosts are and I think I'm going to thin down and do like a wash of almost a scorpion green to get a really bright green glow right around the parts that are actual ghosts cool uh I'm hoping that works cuz I don't honestly it's weird because I really want this sort of to be like a centerpiece, a really nice model. Mm-hmm. And I'm totally winging it and experimenting on how it's going to look. So hopefully it doesn't suck. Because some of my best models started out that way. Where you just, I don't know what I'm doing.
1: I'm just going to play. Yeah. And it's not the most efficient way to paint it, but I'm just going to have fun, move some paint around this model and see what comes of it.
0: You know, and I actually get lucky that way. It happened when I did the wash with my uh, dwarf longbeards. I get lucky with it. And I mean, I, like I said, I went to art school for a long time. I know color theory and painting, so I have yeah, a concept, yeah, yeah. but I've never done it on models, and well, I'm really... It's it's never been my really strong suit. Like, I can... I'm really... I, 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 I could be an expert art forger. I can copy anything I see, but a lot of times, me coming up with my own idea... Well, there's nothing wrong with that. If you've
1: got an image that you like, just keep it next to your desk, and it's like, that's what I want to go for. That's something i hit.
0: Oh and this is what I'm doing is basically the uh, the White Dwarf the with the Vampire Counts issue they had a step by step how to build this engine and paint the parts but he did it with a blue ethereal glow. So I'm kind of taking his steps but I'm replacing all the paint colors with my own ideas. Okay. So I'm hoping it turns out well but yeah, I, I built I built almost 200 models this week. Uh, or actually just a little over 150 models I built this week. It's a lot of work. And I started painting because I got to be ready for Adepticon too in about five weeks yep. or six weeks. So See,
1: that's where I'm lucky. I didn't commit to
0: Adepticon because at one point I thought I'm going to wish I hadn't. You know what? I, I It's one of those things where I could not justify leaving my entire family for the whole weekend to just go hang out at at a tournament. I ha- I have to go play. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. I just didn't. I, I'm afraid of burning myself out and and i and i get that and i should have started this earlier like i always say i should have started it earlier but i just with with three kids here at home just to leave to go hang out with friends for a whole weekend i can't i mean as it is i'm going to be gone the whole friday which means heather's gonna have to come home from work or they're gonna have to go next door it's just it's it's a lot to make work family wise to not go in the tournament yeah you Makes know sense. and uh Heck, I even signed up for a couple classes Friday. So my Friday is kind of open, but I'm taking the airbrush class. I'm taking a couple of painting classes. I'm, I'm so excited about Adepticon this year. It'll be fun. Well, it's like after last year, I didn't know what to expect because it was my first Adepticon. Now that I do, I was like, yeah, buddy. I'm looking forward to seeing folks. And I think what I'm looking forward to
1: more than anything else right now, I'd like to see Ronnie if he's going to be there. Oh, yeah. And uh, I want to get into the uh, Warhammer Forge line because I have a few things I'd like to buy. Uh huh. I don't know if I actually need a Skullcracker, but I want one. You know, you can order one and guarantee it'll be there. Yeah, but I'll just go in line. Whatever they have that I want, if I want something, that's
0: cool. And if they don't, then I'll just spend it at Mantic. That's true. Yeah, I just, I know the line's like a minimum two, three hours, and I can't stand it. Mm -hmm. Although if you're there early enough on Friday, um, I do have the VIP pass. The our VIG pass, mm-hmm. so I get in a half hour before everybody else. There's a hundred of us who bought them. Okay, they only sold a hundred of them, and we get in a half hour early. So if you do know what you want and gave me some money, I could go in and make sure if I can get in there early. Oh, to I'm get not. It.
1: I'm not signed up for anything. So okay. all I need to do is wait until oh. it's at the heyday of the tournaments, and then I go in line.
0: Oh, that's true. So I just good. that line. Yeah. Is I, always I haven't even
1: on. I haven't even bought a ticket yet. I'm just going to buy one that oh
0: they're. yeah. I mean. I know it I know it's I know Forge World's awesome, but like when you go to Games Day or when you go to this thing, th- that line is offensively long and it's just it seems to move kinda slow. And yes. I, I love Forge World. I love their product. I think it's amazing. I cannot stand in that I would go I'll go nuts standing in that line. Oh I see won- for
1: me I'm
0: happier on my feet
1: than I am sitting down, so a line is not an issue. Yeah,
0: well, if you were morbidly obese it would be a different issue, but you can <laughs> luckily <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, All
1: but, right, so, so that's that. I guess reading. Uh,
0: what have you? What have you been reading? Uh, nothing, because I'm still working on the same book. Because I between building models and uh, the quarter ends next week, so I've been grading papers like yeah. mad at work.
1: No, well, no crime there.
0: So uh, I haven't. I haven't been reading. In fact,
1: uh, this week, um, quick story. I mean, I've been t- training for two, three years at my <laughs> work, and just finally uh, last week, they're like. We should, we should make you a certified trainer. I'm like, I am a certified... Tr- well, not certified. I am your trainer. I am your trainer. I've trained 100 people in this department alone. I am your trainer. It's like, well, we're going to certify Technically, you. Technically, you're not. Yeah, well, we're going to certify you. I'm like, oh, okay. Thanks, guys. That's great. So they dropped the ball on me like, you know, one day before the class. Oh, by the way, you need to give a 15-minute presentation. Oh, yeah? So I spent like on Monday night in a panic, like... <laughs> Typing for two hours and putting together a PowerPoint.
0: I felt so, so bad for you because when you was called nervous. me, I was like, nervous. Yeah, you did, you did not sound happy, and we were supposed to record. It's Wednesday today, folks. It's this seventh. On the fifth, we were supposed to record like twenty minutes before Christopher is supposed to come over. He calls. He's like, "Yeah, I think I might have to cancel." I'm like, "What happened?" And he's like, "Yeah, I got to do this. I got to do a PowerPoint with handouts and presentation for fifteen minutes. All ready tomorrow." I was like. <laughs>
2: I mean it's fine and it's, it's important it's, it's,
1: it? It, it's important I mean it, it ends up being eustress if you know the term meaning that it's a po- it's a positive stress as opposed to a negative one it didn't like tear me up or anything I was fine it, it went great uh, I did it on baking and I even brought stuff in I mean it could be about anything since the, it's a class about teaching it doesn't have to be about work so I'm like screw it I'm going to make it fun I, you know I did a baking primer and I brought in food that's an easy
0: A Dave that's nice. true everyone likes to be handed food that's true. So I handed them Kalachki. I would have brought in some mantic zombies and showed them how to clean mold. like I was afraid together. of being
1: ostracized as, a, as an Uber geek at work. It's a science setting. Do, I, do they not think you're an Uber geek at work already? The people who know me know I'm a geek, <laughs> but the people who don't, I like the illusion. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: in any case, the whole point is I didn't get any reading done. Instead, the only thing I can suggest... Um, since I don't have a book to recommend, while I was on my computer, I was streaming some music, and I like to listen to everything, uh, uh-huh. except for American pop country, which I don't like. But what do you do? There's a there's an African band. There's They're from Senegal, and they're called, I think Senegal, they're called uh, Orchestra Baobab. And I was listening to this. It's incredible Afro jazz. They're influenced by, by Cuban jazz. So imagine a Senegalese group influenced by Cuban jazz. It's great. Oh, my God. So if you've ever heard of... Orchestra Baobab, uh, just YouTube it or, or try and find it on Groove Shark or iTunes or whatever. I really recommend it. I love the music. That's cool. all I got. No book, but a cool band. All right.
0: Um, gaming.
2: Uh,
0: I had a game. Yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> I played yesterday. You watched it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, um, I mean, tell the audience. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I took my VC up. Now we're having our campaign. Mm-hmm. So you played against. And uh, Well, I'm the ringer. Because we have 11 players. Right. So I played against Chris Yu. Uh, he has his orcs and goblins. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the rule we set up for the ringer was I'm going to take however many points because the, the points vary every game. So I will take however many points you get. Um, and, you know, we we'd, we'd sort of debated this because, well, I'm not going to get any benefits because most of your benefits are bo- on board benefits. So none of that affects me. But Chris actually rolled up. Uh, treasure trove, mm-hmm. where he gets to pick any one item from his army's book and just add it to one of his characters for free. It doesn't count towards his points limit. It doesn't count as anything. Cool. It Just give it to him. He can have it. One item. It doesn't... If you've got... It can be a second arcane item, because it doesn't count against any limits, any anything. So, uh... I got that as well. Chris had uh Orcs and Goblins, and he was facing VC, and, uh... He decided that he was just going to keep shelling me. He built a gun line. Yeah, he had uh, two rock lavas, two doom divers. He had a horde of 40 savage orcs with bows so they could shoot at me too. Which is an unusual configuration. Yep. That's one of the nice things about the campaign is that you
1: can see some unusual
0: builds. Right, because you know who you're going up against so you Mm -hmm. can build
1: for it. But it's sauce for the goose, it's sauce for the gander because you can do the same thing on your side of the board.
0: Exactly. Uh, He had about 39 black orcs. Uh, he had uh, uh, yep. His general was a level four savage orc, and he had his BSB in with the savage orcs, a black orc. Yep, that's right. Uh, BSB in there. Uh, five uh, goblin wolf riders. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had two level two goblin shamans on wolves on wolves yeah. running around throwing magic around. I liked that build. I liked the idea of it. Yeah. And what else did he have? I think that was it. Uh, that was it. No, six trolls. Oh yeah, I shouldn't forget those. Yeah, and then, uh, I and I will admit that I'm not because I have no stake in the game. I'm not taking the games like Uber seriously, um, just because I'm. I'm pl- I want to learn how to hell to play this army, so right. I'm
1: just trying stuff. As you should. I mean, the first couple of games, you're going to take your lumps and you're going to learn your tools.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had a mortise engine with the uh, tome with the blasphemous tome. Right. Uh, I had five Hex Wraiths Six Crypt Horrors Last game I played I tried the var guy, So this time I tried The Crypt Horrors Yep uh, Two Single Spirit Hosts That's right A uh, uh, little uh, A pair of Bat Swarms mm-hmm. Minimum unit size On them is two uh, 30 Ghouls I went with the Ghouls Because I took a Ghoul King uh, Three Zombie Hordes Of about 30 And then I had Two Necromancers uh, Level 2s Each on a Corpse cart Okay don't forget your general. Yeah, the Ghoul King. I went with the Strigoi Ghoul King. Uh, I gave him the Sword of Strife, which gave him plus two attacks. Uh, so from five to seven. Yep. I gave him the Talisman of Preservation with the Ward Save because he has a uh, five up regen. But as much as I like, you know, a regen's nice, well, but regen of five is not as good as a four plus ward. Right. Because there's just too many things that can negate—well, I mean, anything flaming can negate uh, regen. Mm-hmm. And anyone who knows they're coming up against vampire counts is going to bring a lot of magical stuff. So you're assuming there's going to be something like that in there. Um, the, I gave him uh, Red Fury. Yep. I gave him the Aura of Dark Majesty, so minus one leadership to all enemy units within six inches of him. And then I gave him Supernatural Horror so he would cause terror. Uh, I also gave him as hit that special item. I gave him the Staff of Damnation, which, uh, if it, it's a bound spell level four, all units within six inches of the caster get the extra attack special rule until the start of the next turn. Wow! So I, I'm like, you know, I went through all the stuff and said, there's lots of magic I could use against him, but I knew he'd have big hordes, and none of it was going to do enough damage. Why not just give me some more attacks?
1: That's the best way to deal with a horde.
0: Yeah, so uh, that was my army. That's the way to treat a horde. I think that vampires need to go first because they have no shooting. So that means you want to reduce your expendable deployments. Uh, No, uh,
1: I don't. I mean, you can control. You can at least guide who goes first by finishing your deployment first.
0: Yeah, but this this army is really suited to having a lot of units, um, but then you're going to lose that role. Well, I mean, I mean, you can still roll
1: well or, yes. or poorly or whatever. But I mean, right. If you want to at least you know groom it in that direction, then you need to reduce it's, your deployment. It's nice to
0: get the plus one, but I mean, on this roll, I mean, you know, you know, it was a two versus a six. No matter what, I would have had. I mean, you know, I, I, the plus one's nice, but I never rely on the plus one. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let the plus one dictate. If I, you know, I, I want to have a lot of the deployments for these guys I want to have the a couple extra things Because you need Those sort of lurkers Those little things coming around the sides And stuff to make them think That's at least the way I play it I think um, But I'm, I'm going to go through this game Actually really quick and that's going to shock the listeners First turn, Chris you got to go first um, Doom Diver Hits the mortise engine, blows it up Yep uh, Other Doom Diver hits the corpse cart uh, damages it Damages it Rock lava hits the other uh, corpse cart Blows it up uh, Second rock lava hits uh, uh, And like scatters off, off target Yeah So before my first turn uh, My one corpse cart's damaged My other one's gone you My mortis engine's nose. gone yep. I, that, I mean I've lost half my magic And the the mortis engine was I had the tome So my level 2's could be casting at a 4 So I'm just This is huge This is a huge damage um, I went in and casted a little, ma- I moved forward, cast a little magic, he pulls out the damn frog scroll, you gotta roll your level or less, a level 2, so he turns into a frog, uh, okay. I push everything forward cause I have no magic, I did forget to vanguard my hex rates, which, that's I, a huge
1: mistake. I forget to vanguard. Of my stuff, too.
0: That's a huge mistake because uh, you saw the setup on the board. On my second turn, I was sort of behind that building. Yeah. I would have been up at the building before turn one. I could have gotten into his backfield by turn two and not like turn four like it took me. Especially since they can't march. Yes. You you need that extra movement phase. Yeah. So that kind of sucked. He never moved his damn army forward. No, he was playing a gun line. I mean, yeah, he, he literally sat back on a hill with a giant horde
2: of
1: savage orcs waiting four for war me. machines shelling you with magic, and then hitting the, you with arrows from
0: the savage orcs and the goblin wolf riders riding around and throwing magic at all my little ethereal units. Yeah, just those it are all those out. are the little, yeah, the little uh, icing on the cake of his
1: of his shelling.
0: Yeah, well, I will say this much: he spent he 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 got really good dice rolls for his magic, and he wasted his magic phases taking out. 45-point models. Well,
1: I, I think he did that for the right reasons. Okay, I don't think I, that was a waste. Okay,
0: it, I, it wasn't a waste, but he wasn't my big units of stuff that really could have suffered had he been attacking. Like, he could have been using his big wad to take out my general and stuff.
1: I think he did that because losing, killing forty-five, scoring 45 points uh-huh. is better than losing 100 points of War Machines. Right. Because the moment those things get back there, he can't do anything about them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean?
0: And no, eventually I, he loses. Right. And I and I get what you're saying, but it was like he had to spend his entire magic phase taking out these. That's one of the reasons I don't want to drop those things because well, of the fact that. I, I agree with you. I don't think that
1: waste is the right term because right. I think it was the smart and the correct thing to do. But he had he had to commit to
0: something that would have been better suited going after the bigger targets. Because he, he had some big magic phases, like lots of dice magic phases, and it was all getting diverted it was to a, my little units. It was better than average on right. some cases, but I think that was accentuated by the fact that he was
1: able to so quickly deal with and kill most of your spellcasters. You didn't have any answers for him. Right. You, you know. were defending at level one, dispelling
0: at one, and he was casting at four. Well, when, but there's the thing. He was casting it for when he used his orc. Most of the time, he was using the goblins to run around my ethereals and shoot them. So he was at a two and I was at a one. Right. So it was, I was able to dispel some you, stuff. You actually did very
1: well in the dispel phase. Yeah. The, the fact that he had more dice than average, I, was, I would say, was partially compensated by some spectacular dispels on your half. Just like, ah, I
0: got it. Which I was, yeah, I was kind of lucky on
1: that. Well, you know, um, diced even out eventually.
0: And then basically, as I finally got forward, um, I did like getting, getting the zombies in the flank. I got zombies into the flank of his black orcs. Um, I was only using them five wide. Uh, I didn't. I w- I've been using a lot of my units five wide and really deep ranks, yeah, um, so that uh, I could get rid of your steadfast uh, and use them as disruption. And because zombies are such crap, and I'm going up, you know, a horde of black orcs against a horde of zombies, there's going to be a whole ton of death. But going up against five wide zombies, there's just there's not as many attacks that they can make against them. They they get fewer attacks at my zombies. So I was taking less damage because I actually won a couple of combats, which I was like,
1: holy crap. It was touch and go in that last combat where you were able to go in with your ghouls and Mm -hmm. the Strigoi slammed into his uh, black, not black orcs, the the savage orcs. And you won the combat thanks to that vampire. He (sighs) lost his frenzy. It was really touch and go. It could have gone either way. He
0: lost his frenzy and he just kept making... All, I mean, he made his fear check. He kept making his fear checks at minus one. He kept making all of his break tests because I won a couple of combats. See, and it was like, man, see, I— See,
1: that's where a good game of Warhammer is being played. That was a clever game of Warhammer that the two of you were playing right there in that one combat because what it, you challenged, and that's the smart thing to do, because you want to start dealing with those characters and scoring points back. And he had to decide what's the, what's the best response to this. And yeah. for the first couple of turns, I think he he, he actually refused. And you sent back you sent back his I BSB. moved his BSB
0: back because his BSB had much more powerful attacks than his right. wizard. And
1: by the way, folks, we had to look up. Um, now yeah. you can't use the leadership of the per, of the character who goes back there, but the BSB doesn't lose his ability to provide a reroll.
0: Right. Well, I'm just thinking fluff wise, it makes sense that if he's fleeing, if he's running. You can't use it. Well, if he's hiding, you shouldn't be able to. That that rule exists. Right. I'm saying, but because that, uh, and the only reason I'm even mentioning is because that rule exists, because if he's running, you can't use it. I would say if he's hiding, you shouldn't be able to. For that one, I would not expect an FAQ. No, no. I don't expect one either, but I'm just saying. I I hear what you're saying. How often does it happen is the
1: other thing. Thematically, it doesn't make sense, but the rules allow it. Exactly. I mean, yeah. But then again, the rules also allow a fleeing wizard to use his dispel scroll, I think. Which is confusing to me, but it's allowed. It's in the FAQ. That's true. So there are some weird ones. Yeah. But in any case, so tell me about some takeaways. You got a chance to use your... Well, you didn't... No, I didn't. Well, you you didn't get a chance to use the uh, Mortis engine, but you did get a chance to use your uh, Crypt uh, Crypt Horrors. horrors. So poison
0: Attack's pretty good? They didn't get too many. Uh, My dice were hot with that ghoul unit and cold everywhere else in the game. I don't think I really got a very good view of how they work. Um, I I made almost no regen saves. I didn't get. I, got, I think I got in, in two rounds of combat with six crypt horrors. I got one hit of poisoned attack. I got one six in all those rolls. Okay. Um, my plan was partly to have the mortis engine be pumping out that plus one to regen, so that they would get a, a four up war it's, a regen instead of a five up. It's a juicy target. Do you think that it's too big? Do you think it's just too easily killed? I don't know that you're going to see it in tournaments because it is a very large object that is easy to hit and is going to be a priority target. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of saw it as kind of coming behind the main unit and, and boosting it all up and giving all the bonuses with the plus two to cast, the, uh, the, plus, the, six, the, the plus one to regen for all the units, the damaging the other units. Chris, you pointed out at the end of the game that he would have had a, up in the front either off to the side of the main unit or the and just shove that thing forward agree it should still be close enough to give the 12 inch you know keep it within the 12 inches but don't keep it right on top of you, you got 12 inches move it up yes that agree
1: with him. it reminds me a lot of seventh edition where when I was playing my dark elves i found personally the safest place to be was in combat because if they if they can shoot at me I will die yeah but if i can get into combat they can't shoot me anymore unless I'm Plank but if I'm in combat, then they can't at least shoot at me, and then we go to a different system to determine combat. With a Mortis engine,
0: once you're in combat, a cannon can't single you out. Right, but the other thing is, it's just, I, I don't know how strong it would be in actual combat, so uh, it's uh, it's one of those things where you're kind of damned if you do a damn drone. I guess it's got a toughness five with a five eventually becoming a four-up regen, so... It could do well. Sounds like uh, a Hydra to me. I, I, I don't know, because I never got to yeah. use Sounds it. Sounds like a Hydra or an A-bomb. Yeah. Uh, what else? The Hex Wraiths worked actually pretty well. That's basically my game. I lost by 1,400, 1,500 points. Okay. So
1: did you get your game in? Um, I didn't. No, I, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to play my campaign game or not. But uh, So I don't know what to do about that. But
0: uh, Oh. Well, I've been... Have I, you talked to John at all? I mean, i was. Curious. I have Not
1: recently. I mean, all of last week, there was no way I was going to be able to play. Right. And this week... Well, at the end of the week, we've got a tournament. Oh yeah, and uh, I, I, you know, I can't play tomorrow or Friday, so I don't know. I may have to forfeit. I'm not sure what to do. Yeesh. But uh, I did play a pickup game a couple of weeks ago um, after the last recording. Oh, that's right. You played against Grant. I played against Grant. So we went over to his house. He just finished his basement, and uh, he decided to throw a federcon. And uh, so his basement looks really nice. He finished it as a carpet. So I went over there, and I was supposed to play. I don't remember who I was supposed to play, but the person had to cancel at the last minute. So I ended up watching Chris and Grant play a game, and it was uh, High Elves versus uh, the Warriors of Chaos, a 2,200-point list. Okay. And it was uh, Chris had a, a tech list list that he was just trying out, utilizing the lore of life. And uh let's see here. Uh Grant had a twenty two hundred point variant on his uh what you would consider a standard warriors list. Okay. Which means you got a block of warriors corn, block of warriors age, two hell cannons, uh chicken on disc, and uh let's see, a level one or two on with fire, I think it was. Okay. And a what's the name of it? War shrine. Okay. Okay. I may have forgotten something. Maybe dogs. I think there might be dogs. In any case, so they they. They squared off, and to make that very short, uh, it was one-sided. Okay. And the High Elves with Teclis. Now, I know that we've discussed before what happens, you know, Teclis, is he tough? Is he not tough? I know that he didn't perform very well. I mean, in combat, he's not. I mean, we all know he can get his body. Well, he He he, can't fight in combat. Yeah, he's awful. My point is, uh, the last time that Chris tried to use him in a tournament setting, it didn't perform very well. The record stated, you know, the record showed that he didn't do very well. It wasn't yeah. that impressive, and people didn't have much to say about him because he didn't perform well.
2: Yeah. When I mean, wo- if you
0: could blow him off the, t- it's like,
1: well, yeah. and you blow him off the table early, but you know. In this game, he worked. Uh-oh. And when he worked well, there's not much you can do. <laughs> you know, it was very one-sided. Uh, Chris's dice were good, average good, but they just worked. You know, it's like, okay, did you roll uh, a doubles? Yep. Well, then I can't stop it. Kaboom. <laughs> this happens you know
0: oh that's right oh, any that's right Techless rolls any doubles and it's mm-hmm. and, and it's actually it, better than if you roll double sixes cuz there's no miscast there's and, no miscast and he ignores he's like a slant he ignores the first miscast every right. and you uh, combine turn. Throne of vines on top of that and he misses the he misses the first one automatically and the second one on a on a roll of a 2 plus he's he's more likely than not not going to suffer
1: any miscasts whatsoever and he was using life yes Whew. so Uh, long story short, through smart maneuvering, Grant was in the back of the line. He actually didn't charge forward with his warriors. He thought, I think, that his hell cannons would just do the job, and they didn't. Um, They did an okay job, but they didn't do a great job. Eventually— Oh, so he was sitting on the back table edge? He was literally literally in the back of the edge. He thought that he was going to be able to shell the Hiles off the table, and it didn't work. Not well enough— uh, first of all, the, the high elves can come back thanks to the Lord of life. Secondly, well, it
0: does work kind of often though. He's he's used that to great effect against all of us. It can work. Yeah, it it has worked. It mm-hmm. didn't work today because
1: mm-hmm. the high elves can bring themselves back, and um, and he uh, didn't manage to pull Teclis off the board. Right. Well, what Teclis finally had to do was go from one unit to the other. Mm-hmm. But then, okay, well, I'll just <laughs> I'll do what I was doing before from this unit, and um, through uh, you know the the high elves are more maneuverable, and eventually. When you've got guys like uh, White Lions and what's the other one? Swordmasters. Swordmasters, they butcher everybody. And if they know they can come back, then it's not as much of a big deal to just charge into a Hell Cannon or some Warriors and just start dicing them up. Yeesh. And Grant played a smart game. He always does. Yeah. It wasn't enough this time. Uh, and, he, and he lost pretty big to Teclis and Chris Yu. Okay. I'll, and then- let's reverse that. He lost to Chris Yu utilizing Teclis. Okay. To be more fair. So. Um, Chris was tired. Grant was kind of eager to, you know, regain his honor. Okay. So he's like, I'll play you. Let's go. So I had a new um, Tamarcon list I wanted to try out, the, the Chaos Dwarves. And let me think here. It was a big, fat block of hobgoblins with two hand weapons, a mm-hmm. uh, big block of uh, cast warriors, the, the Infernal Guard, just the ones with the hand weapons and shields. Right. Uh, let's see, Kadai Destroyer, because one day I'm going to finally get this thing to work. Okay, and you know, the first time I played it was against Skaven, and they just wiped it off the board. Uh, a warp lightning cannon counts as magical, and when it hits with That's strength right. ridiculous, then there's not much you can do. <laughs>
0: strength ridiculous. Yeah, it was
1: ludicrous speed, and it went right through my destroyer. And uh-huh. you know, it, its its strength was higher than my toughness. It was magic, wounded on a two, six wounds, take it off the table. So I didn't get to play with it, mm-hmm. but um, I tried to take it again. And I took an Iron Demon, and this time I made it Hellbound, which it's a bit like uh, like a it's possessed. Okay, you know it's like a Hell Cannon train, if that makes any sense. Let's see, Magma Cannon, Death Shrieker, which is the rocket, right? Um, did I take anything else? I guess that's about it. And some characters: uh, level four of Hashute, uh, level two of Fire, and a and a BSB. Okay, and that's it. Really tiny army. So we squared off, and he played the same army. So I had to deal with hell cannons, and he had to deal with big scary monsters. And um, what I did was, well, okay, so, so I've got a destroyer that's screaming across the table, moves eighteen inches. The Iron Demon—it's uh, the one with uh, the, the two cannonades at the front. Uh huh. Those things—the last time I played with that thing, it really did a good job of actually killing war machines. And I thought, okay, let's let's see what it can do against hell cannons. The cool. answer is, it kills them. Oh God. I was using the uh, the destroyer. You know, I ran across the table. Uh-huh. Uh, the uh, the Iron Demon. Uh-huh. So when you make it hellbound, it's uh, let's see, strength or toughness. Toughness eight, eight wounds. Jeez. You know, so two cannons might kill it, but one might not. Yeah. one can't. One can't, and two might not kill it. Right. So it's likely to get into combat. And those guns in the front actually do a really good job. I was able to um, kill a hell cannon that way. Mm-hmm. Wow. The, uh the, the destroyer uh, just ran across the table and uh to keep it short that was responsible for killing the war shrine one of the hell cannons uh gee whiz um I think I disintegrated some dogs by looking at them <laughs> and uh, the Lord you have that
0: effect on things
1: dogs die <laughs> yeah I, I, this is my first win against grant and it was really one-sided Eesh. Uh, Lord of Hashut. There's a level 6 spell. It's, I forget exactly what it's called. It's like Flames of Osgor or something like that. In any case, it's a giant template. And like I, it was like turn 2 or 3, and I said, you know what? You can't win if you don't play. Let's, let's go for the big template. So it's like you cast it on a 25, and it's the big pie plate. And it's all strength 6, doing d3 wounds apiece. So I just put it right in the middle of a big unit of warriors, and I was able to make it unstoppable. And then um,
0: the you bullseye, bullseye it. Bullseyed it. Oh. So I, I mean, it's like okay, just take. So them you double sixed it. Oh yeah. So what ha- did it, you didn't cascade? I assume I didn't cascade, but that's
1: why you take the earthing rod. And it doesn't help that that jacket... What does that do again? Earthing rod means you can reroll the result, but he made it challenging on me. I didn't cascade, but he also had the was the the tongue the black tongue blank tongue. So I mean, he was making it difficult. Or the puppet? I don't remember which one it the is. The one that can move. He right. Can move it on the he chart. Can move it d3. It was never enough to kill me, but it always made me sweat. Uh huh. And of course, with the chaos dwarves, a miscast is actually a double threat. If you guys remember, we've got the sorcerer's curse. Oh, you could After turn you a miscast, stone. then you have to take a toughness test. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I suffered one, so my toughness went up. I don't remember. The point is, I was able to cast that over overpower spell twice, oh. once on each of his units, and it just wipes them off the board. Did you double six it both times? I think so. Oh, yeah, man. I got lucky. I didn't lose my characters. I mean, it was really one sided. I didn't lose anything. Uh, maybe I did. Maybe I lost my my magma cannon. Okay, I think the death Streak is really nice. Um, it works for you because I've been hearing mixed reviews on it. I'm pretty sold on it. There's actually a debate right now that started on Twitter because read as written, that thing sounds like there's no lookout, sir, for it. Uh, if you decide to do the single shot strength eight hit, if you okay. read it carefully, you use a counter to put down where it's going to hit, and there's no template. Uh, so right now, read as written. If I'm going, if I am, if I put my lawyer hat on and they say, "What do these rules mean?" There's no lookout, sir. I don't think that's I don't think that's good for the points necessarily. I'm not going to complain. If if GW steps in and says, we've FAQ'd it and it's fine the way it is, it should be, no lookouts there, then I'm going to play it that way. Well, you gotta, yeah. Uh, right now I'm thinking that I, I wouldn't lose
0: sleep if they FAQ'd it. Right. Well, I mean, and, I mean, just looking at it from most war machines, I think almost every war machine has some sort of a template in general, I think maybe except into the bolt thrower um you know but all that's, the cannons that's, that's and that's the specifically distributed as a shooting attack yeah right but the uh you know the mortars the cannons the the rock lovers that's what the, i mean that's they what all I mean. have templates so i i would assume that would be a template and it's just well, bad wording but, but like there you are, said rules is
1: written but there are there are also weapons out there that okay. allow you to pick a character out of a unit i mean someone can take a hawkland long rifle and be a sniper and you can do it but that has a sniper rule though it, to it so that's what I mean I right. mean it could and the chaos Dwarfs do have access to lore of death so killing characters should be relatively yeah. accessible to them
0: I don't know if Warhammer Forge took that do into account do you an FAQ though I mean <sighs> I mean obviously there are people I mean I kind of saw the little I, Twitter I, conversation I, going on it, it, there's a bigger investment involved because
1: it's only like a one third chance of actually even hitting the guy and most characters have a word save uh-huh. so I don't
0: know I, I think that I could see it going either way, but, again, I wouldn't lose oh, sleep. Oh, because I see what you're saying. It's, it's, it normally has a template, but you can make it a single point. Right. Aim it at a op- – oh, so that is almost like a
1: sniper, isn't it? it yes, because uh, you, would huh. hit, you would hit that point on the table, and you use a marker to mark that point on the table. And they claim that the marker can be no bigger than one inch across and anything that's struck by the marker. Is hit a single model struck by that mar- uh, from and the they center? Called
0: it a specifically called it a marker, marker not, not a-, a template. Huh?
1: It's a challenge because I can see why people would be angry about it because they're not anticipating it. I'm telling people up front it's out there. Right now, Rita's written, it's likely to be no lookout, sir, but I don't know what I mean, war- and
0: it makes sense. You're kind of convincing me. It's sitting here. I, I don't know if it's the- fair
1: or not. That's the part I'm... I, I don't know what to say. Because I think I'm
0: fair. I want to win. Well, I want to win,
1: <laughs> but I, I think I'm too biased to say what's fair and what's not I fair. I understand that. You know what? Yeah. Um, if I had to put my rules hat on, <sighs> shoot, I don't know. I mean, the thing oh. is, Chaos Dwarves, they're very powerful, and they've got some amazing toys, but... <laughs> they they also pay out the nose for everything. True, they, so they're very
0: elite. But I've actually been hearing on Twitter a lot of people thinking they're a bit broken. Like they're complaining they're almost too powerful. And I'm sitting there going, really? Don't I'm, don't hold a candle to that. That's yeah. that's people bitching. You know what? <laughs> that's just people bitching. They say the same thing about the ogres. Well, and here's, well, the ogres are really tough. I don't know that the ogres are broken. The ogres are tough. But a part of it, I think, is people do, do people. L- let me, people uh, don't know how to – give people time to figure yeah. out how to deal with them. V- VC from 7th edition, mm-hmm. demons, dark elves in 7th edition. Oh, VC in Bro- 7th edition were broken. broken. I mean, Orbs were in 8th old edition broken. are not broken. They're very tough. You, you have to, they're, what they're very you're strong. You need th- to know how to deal with you them. You need to read
1: the know. rules on how to deal with them. You know, you can't just wing it. <laughs> In any case, uh, I I won my game. I won it very, very well. Excellent. Uh, Magma Cannon worked great. Uh, Death Shrieker worked great. Everything worked great. Iron Demon, um, the Destroyer was terrific. I still am going to have problems. The thing is, I want to take that that kind of army. It's a lot of fun to play. Mm -hmm. When I face, what would it be, Skaven or Dwarves, I'm going to be scared. I'll probably lose those big.
0: Well, if you want any practice games against Dwarves, I'll be happy to play. I mean, I'd rather play my VC right now because I want to learn it, but I'm just saying, if you want to practice a game against dwarfs, I'm not the best dwarf player in the world, but I'm pretty darned experienced with them. Well, I'll tell you what. It won't take rocket science to figure out what to do against me.
1: <laughs> so I guess I'm going to shoot those big things, huh? Oh, did you kill him? You win. Did yeah. you not kill him? You're about to lose. That's it. Well, there you go. You know. So, But unfortunately, it means that I do have a, I have a lot of banking on big point models. Uh, um, Hobgoblins were... Oh, he scored the hobgoblins. I think. I mean, they were disintegrated turn one. He dropped a hell cannon right on them, and uh, <laughs> no chance. Can't cast pandemonium. Uh, couldn't. I couldn't stop it, and uh, so I couldn't use leadership of my character. Okay. And then he dropped a hell cannon right on top of the hobgoblins, who have a leadership of six, and so now they're rolling on a five, and they failed. Ooh. And they're like, "Oh my goodness!" and ran right off the board. I see. So. Forty guys dead like that. Um, other than that, I played a game of Blood Bowl against uh, Cranky Lawyer, uh-huh. and uh, we played that in the Cyanide, the, the Legendary Edition Cyanide, in the PC. Okay, right? It was uh, my High Elves versus his. What does he play? The Norse.
0: Uh, it turns out Norse are really crunchy. They've only oh, they're they're practically naked. I mean, they've got yeah. an armor of seven because they're standing out there. They've got armor on their elbows and their knees. Yeah. Well, they all have block, which means that they're aggressive. But that is only good on offense, really. I mean, it's,
1: it's, yep. li- it's, it's uh, situational on That's defense. It's good on defense, too. Yeah. situational, I mean, though. It's right. not like having dodge. Right. Because
0: dodge, it's like it literally limits the amount of rolls that your opponent wants to see. True. With uh, But if you roll a couple of both downs and you've got to pick one, your guy's going down and my guy's standing. It's, oh, it's, yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's good.
1: It's, it's, I'm not saying it has no use, but it's not like playing the Amazons on defense. It's like, yeah, I'm right in feeling pretty good right now. Cool. With the Amazons, it's one thing. With the Norse on defense, it's another. Uh-huh. I was throwing blocks, not even in an attempt to hurt, just like I'm hoping to push him out of my way so okay. I uh, so I have a pocket that I can run through, or I should say a hole that I can run through, knock a guy down and kill him. It's like, oh, there goes a Norse. Oops. Knock another guy down, and he's out for the game. I'm like, I just outscored him, and I just out-casualtied him. So wow. I, um, no, um it wasn't because of anything he did wrong. He played a smart game, but... Um, I guess I did too. So I, I was able to uh, outscore him and out outcasualty him.
0: I had a 2-0 on both counts. Well, that's awful, a diplomatic of you discussing your game against cranky lawyer. I'm just, I'm, I'm proud of you. Oh, for, thanks for 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 being so kind. He's still Speaking a complete Dingleberry. <laughs> Great. There we go. Speaking of cranky lawyer. Um, I know some people still don't realize who won the Cranky Lawyer Contest because I've heard that mentioned again, too. Once again, Miel Vermeulen, the grand winner. Cranky did send me an email saying, hey, wait a minute. What do you mean I owe him a prize? Yes, he won the contest. You still haven't implemented the winner's the winner's decision. So apparently you still being here. Cranky tried to say he didn't. He wasn't paying out the so, – but he is. He's ready to give out the uh, present. And I want to give out a Cranky's thank you. Cranky's ready
1: to give out, huh? Yes. What a surprise. No, um,
0: and uh, I do want to thank apparently the uh, battalion set that – is being given out is coming from Deerigo Hobbies mm-hmm. uh, in Yarmouth, Maine, which right. is where Cranky Games... Yeah, it's right next to uh, the Bruce's Burrito. Right by Bruce's Burrito. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so a big shout out to Deerigo Hobbies. If you are in Maine, check them out. Um, I know Cranky said at some point he would like to either maybe come on or talk about that game because apparently it's a really nice game store out there. So, uh, But I just at least wanted to thank them and, and give a big shout out to them for... Uh, you know for for obviously sponsoring this contest which is a battalion box it's a nice it's a nice very nice gift um, I also had a blood bowl game let's I'll cover this quick and then we'll take a break okay. um, and I actually when we come back I do have a, a couple of short shout outs I gotta give because I had some really nice things happen this week uh, I played the I played against uh, the high elf team that you played I why am I playing oh, was it Mike cotton blossoms yeah it was Mike's team the uh, cotton blossoms was it Mike that Was that his team? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, he he beat
1: me pretty handily, but uh, you... I avenged
0: you. Thank you. Uh, My theory with Blood Bowl is I'm playing Chaos. I always choose to kick. I want to get the ball the second half. My theory is if you're playing one of these fast-running teams, I'm probably not going to stop you anyway. Uh, If you can score, I'll get the ball back, and then I will try to you know sort of cage up and get down the field and score and tie it up in the first half. And then get the ball in the second half, and then basically hold on to it until I can get the two to one victory. That's like my that's my you should, theory. You there.
1: should not be playing chaos. You should be playing in a, a dexterity team because that's a, because that's what I do for my high elves, and that actually works better if you can. I'll tell you what; it works great for high elves because it's like I'll kick to them, and I have to deal with like okay, I might lose a couple of guys in the front line,
0: but um, but see, but if you kick to me, uh, uh, if I get the kick in the first half. Mm-hmm. I am going to hold on to that damn ball, and I'm going to cage up, and I'm going to try to hold it for all eight turns and score on the eighth turn. That's very true. And then you'll get the ball. In the second half, you'll score quick. I'll get the ball back and try to just get there and make the two to one. That's, of, like my, well, that's well, my theory. A lot of
1: uh, uh, agility-based teams, mm-hmm. or dash teams, I guess, mm-hmm. they'll do uh, what blood bowl, or uh, what is it called, three-die block, describes as the matador defense, which is help yourself. Score anytime time you want, but I'm going to keep picking on you until you do. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
0: So, well, well, anyway, your game, I've been losing. I mean, I, I lost the first two game. I had two losses and a draw my first three games. Mm-hmm. So my fourth game, uh, I I kick and he's got the ball and I'm knocking guys down. A little bit. And it, it, as has been happening, there's a whole lot of pushing and not a lot of hurting people, which I need to hurt people. That's kind of, I, first of all, I love to play the block. I love to play the bash teams, right? Um, and you're it, like you're like Chance from. Uh, yeah, I am totally. Chance is my boy. That I when you listen to Three Die Block, that I mean I, the only thing I don't like the stunty teams as much as he does.
1: I love the stunty teams. Um,
0: I like the big. I want the bash teams. I like to play the orcs and I like to play the chaos and I don't even mind playing the dwarfs. Although they're a little slow for me. Dwarves are slow. I, I love all. I love all them.
1: the teams. I've tried playing the dwarves.
0: They are too slow yeah. for me. But um, um, but so basically, it's a lot of pushing and pushing and pushing. Like turn three, he throws it and my freaking passer. Intercepts. I ran off to the left As far as he could go Because his whole team was sort of to the right Passed it the two squares to another beastman Successful pass Tried to run up His whole team's faster than me So they go flying over to the left He runs as far as he can to the right Tries a pass to the warrior of chaos Successful pass Warrior of chaos runs forward Scores End of the first half I'm, I'm like holy crap I'm I'm winning one to nothing. I get the ball the second half. I go bashing up. Now I'm still just doing a lot of pushing. Like I'm playing. Like I'm playing. I'm out elfing the elves. I'm passing. Mm-hmm. I'm intercepting. About three turns into the second half. Second, no, actually two turns into the second half. My warrior of chaos runs up, hits an elf. Boom! Red cross hospital. I'm like, okay, he's out. All right, I got one. I'm happy. His first move is got his elf has got to dodge away from my other warrior of chaos boom red cross they smelled blood and that was that so his turns over my next turn two more red crosses i hospitaled four guys in the space of two turns i felt really bad though because i was just like, that's why you're laughing yeah dude it's it's what thy team's designed to do but yeah. one or two's okay when you get four in a space of like well if you like the taste of fighting high elves you're about to do it again my friend oh i know i'm going to be playing you mhm but so then I run it in for the second score, and there's, like, it's turn 14. Yep. I kick the ball. The the kickoff roll comes up blitz. Yep. I run one guy up, hit the one high elf who's in the way, boom, knock him down, run all my beastmen up through that open area, surround the ball. He can't get to it. My turn 15, run, successfully pick up the ball, run it into the end zone, three to nothing, end of the game.
1: Blitz is a game changer. Oh,
0: well, was, in this case,
1: it was just a nail in the coffin.
0: I It was actually, I was lucky with a couple of really lucky, you know, lucky things went my way, like with the Blitz and stuff like that. Yeah. Probably the best game I ever played, though. Against a human opponent, that was like, I've never had a game turn out. I mean, everything went my way. I shouldn't have been able to intercept. I shouldn't have had three successful passes on three attempts with these guys. I mean, it never happens that way. So I did feel bad because it was just like insanely lucky dice rolling. And I did apologize to him, but as he pointed out, he goes, "Dude, don't even worry about it. It's di- we're rolling dice. I mean, there's it's not. I mean, there's a skill to the strategy. Place, when- placement
1: and and choosing your order matters. Yes, but then you have to mitigate your risk by trying to do the most safe moves first. Right. But eventually, you just got to put it on the line.
0: Yeah. But I mean, four lucky. Four lucky armor breaks uh, uh, that well, went my way. And I want to tell you how
1: lucky you are that you actually intercepted against a high elf because they have a skill in place to prevent you from doing it and you've got to round around it.
0: Yeah, and I don't know if it was his thrower who actually threw it for all I know. Yeah, if you it know, wasn't
1: his thrower, then yeah, he doesn't have that ability. But uh, Mine okay. was out for my last game, so <laughs> run.
0: Um, so before we take a quick break, I just want to do. Oh, I was going
1: to say. Oh, you had more. I'm sorry. Uh, well, I just wanted to say. Um, since you are such a bash-heavy player, uh-huh. you really ought to consider the dwarves anyway, despite their movement limitations. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons I like to play... when I play all the teams. I don't have mm-hmm. a favorite, but right now I'm playing elves, but, or I should say high elves. Right. Because it's nice to be able to dodge on a two, do a yeah. lot of things on a two. Uh, dwarves have that too, except from the block dice. Right. Because they have block and tackle. If you can throw... If you have even strength against anyone else, assuming they don't have also block... Five out of six results are positive for you. Oh yeah, at, at least you're going to push him, and oh, otherwise no, there, you're going to knock him down half the time.
0: Oh yeah. So uh, a couple, just a couple of quick things before we go to break. I want to say, um, Donovan Stouter, uh, Stouter Power on our forums. He was the the guy who was the host and and guy who ran West Coast Hammer while it was running. Okay. Um, he was listening to the show, and we had said we needed some bits, and he had, I had said how I was using the I was making the black knights and out of the hex wraith black knight box but i yeah. needed some he sent me a half a dozen skeletal steeds so of nice. the ten i needed i now only need four more very generous so yeah that was really nice and he's he sent me emails do you need anything else i actually asked him if he had any goblin heads for you oh, no nice. but he didn't that's okay but he did send me some halberds for my chaos warrior stuff so because cool. well i don't need those goblin heads yet because i haven't bought the second boxes. Playgrats, but, but there okay. Playgrats, you can get any time, and you right. use most of it. It's yeah. the heads that you need, so that's the, what I'm looking for for you at the moment. I could always use uh, heads. Some head, great. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I also want to thank Greg Hunter. Um, he's on Twitter, and he sends a DM saying, "Hey, uh, if I was gonna, if hey. I'm over, if I'm at Warhammer World and wanted to send something to you, where would I send it?" So I sent him my address, and he's like, "Yeah, I just got you a little something. It's nothing big. And, uh, dude, he sent me, he's like, oh, I was at Warhammer World. It's an exclusive. I know you love dwarfs. He sent me the Bugman model. Oh, nice. Yeah, I was like, dude, thank you so much. Now, he's like, I hope you don't have it. And I do, because when Heather went, she got it for me. But he comes with two. It's the Bugman that's got the broken, spilled tankard on the floor, and Bugman is really pissed. And you can either put an axe in his hand or a three-legged stool. So now I have two, so I will have both variations built. So I was like, I was very happy because one of those models that it's like, it's hard for me, obviously living in America, they only sell it at Warhammer World. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a pain to get a hold of. Um, But I did kind of, I've been been holding off on building it because I never knew which variation I wanted to do.
1: Now I don't have to choose. (laughs) Oh, very nice.
0: So I wanted to thank them. And uh, I've started a little, because we've had our little hobby commitment, which we haven't, we didn't make one this time, but. We've got so much going on, I, I'm not going to make one. Yeah. Well, I'm going to actually do... I'm going to finish this damn mortise engine, out by the next show. That's the plan. Because i got so much to paint, and this needs to be built. But I have to paint it before I can build it. So that's my hobby commitment. But uh, a lot of people I know, Curry and them, were doing this 365 models built and painted in a year thing. Mm-hmm. Like a model a day. Yeah. So I decided to do that. So I actually built up a little spreadsheet. And I'm going month to month. So like last month, I built... Uh, a few of these things for my vampires and I built the 50 ghouls and I painted 50 ghouls. So that's on my list. So for this month, for February, I have this just like laundry list of crap I built. So I'm actually tracking over the whole year, how many models I built, how many I get painted and how many, you know, built primed painted. Those are like the three lists and see how far I get. So I think that's kind of just. – I'm just wondering how, how much I can actually do in a year. If I have, actually have a list in front of me, my OCD kicks in because then it's like it becomes one of these personal challenges. It's not like, oh, I need to build, but I've got an actual list. Oh, look, if I build a few more, I'll hit 200. Oh, if I paint a few more, I'll hit this, I'll hit that.
1: See, for me, building is never the issue. It's the painting. That's the commitment.
0: Well, like I said, I'm going to – with the airbrush and stuff, I'm going to be learning in my – uh Heather's cousin is a professional airbrush dude, so he's actually hooked me up with, uh, told me what airbrush to get to start doing fine detail. Mm-hmm. And when he comes to visit this summer, he's going to show me how to do a little bit of fine detail with the airbrush. Cool, dude. If I can learn that, <laughs> I'm going to be shape, 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 going crazy. Sounds like he just went crazy. Shape, 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 going crazy. Woo! Cool. All right, Uh quick break, and then we'll come back uh, talk some special characters. Sounds good. Excellent. Is your name a killing word?
1: Is your mother a hamster and your father smells of elderberries? Did it turn out that those were the droids you were looking for? If you know what I'm talking about, chances are you're a gamer. What better place to get your game on than the Game Preserve? The Game Preserve specializes in analog games of all types, like board games, family games, chess sets, and jigsaw puzzles, and especially hobby games. They carry the complete GW line as well as Magic the Gathering, D&D, and They have gaming space for tournaments, game nights, and demo games just about any night of the week. So stop shopping at the Jerk Store and be one of the gaming elite, and visit the Game Preserve with four Indiana locations to choose from. Two in Indianapolis, one in Bloomington, and one in the gaming capital of the universe, Lafayette, Indiana. Visit them at gamepreservestores.com or call 765 448 4200. Game Preserve. If you're not shopping here, the only winning move is not to play.
0: You've heard him on the show, you've seen his work on our website. He's Brian Steele, owner of Urza's Den. That's right, folks, urzasden.com. Custom modeling, sculpting, and painting. You got a model you don't want to paint? Send it to Brian. You got an army you don't want to paint? Send it to Brian. You can't come up with an idea for a conversion? Give his ideas a try. Heck, you got an army list with models they don't even make? Brian's the man. Give him a call. Check him out at urzasden.com. You won't be sorry. Back, we back, back, back. Are back. We're back. Okay, so wood elves.
1: Yeah, we're going to be talking. To, we're going to be revisiting the old subject of uh, exploring Eighth Edition special characters. Yep, and well, yeah, uh, we promised we'd go through all of them. So, so here we go. We're going to get into the wood elves right now. All right. So Orion is
0: the first character, the king of the wood elves.
1: Now I remember back in the day they actually had Orion and uh, Titania, the the winged one, who didn't make it into this book for some reason.
0: No, she did not. She's listed. As, she's in the fluff, but she's not in the book as a character cool model but orion's a cool model too now this entire we've been we were talking a little bit during the break and this entire there's only three special characters in this book they couldn't be more poorly translated into eighth edition they suck i mean they were cool and the thing is when i was playing wood Elves in seventh edition all three of these were pretty damn cool characters if you like to take for a fun list yeah well what what else Army Wood of characters—they're frustrating to
1: deal to go up against. It's yeah. like oh, I got to figure out a way to deal with these guys. They're going to flit up my nose and shoot me with a thousand arrows, and I, right. I don't know how to
0: hit them. And uh, but this talk about what doesn't translate. You and I were just having nah. a, so for five hundred seventy-five points. Now all of these characters can be taken in our twenty-four hundred. We 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 set. If you don't remember when we started this, sorta yeah, they can the twenty-four hundred point list. Yeah. So he's five
1: seventy-five. Yep. His stats um, are very impressive. Yeah. Why don't you run through those? I don't have those in front of me. Yep. Well, he's movement nine, which is impressive on its own. So yeah. he, he's going to run for 18 inches. Well, it's
0: like, what do you call it? The uh, What's the the one upgrade you could take? Make him the, uh, the loner character in this? There's uh, one of the upgrades you can give to lord characters. I forget what you call it. But for what else? Yeah. Alter? Alter Kindred. Okay. It gives him movement nine. So that's like, yeah. So that's... It's like an ultra kindred
1: okay. in his
2: stats.
0: Well, his uh, weapon skill
1: is 8, so he's a god. Yeah. I mean, he is a god, actually. He is, uh, yeah. Ballistics of 5, strength 5, toughness
0: 5, wounds 6, initiative 9, attack 6, leadership 10. Well, I mean, he's there. He is. He's a king and a god. Yes. So he should have those stats. Now, he has forest spirit, which gives him a 5-up ward save against non-magical attacks. Well, yeah. Uh, but only, like, only a 5-up. Right, but I mean, it's—I mean, it's—and it's, it's, it's going to go away
1: the second it's magic. Here's the thing: it's the demon save, only it's suckier because it only works against non-magical attacks. And the moment you actually fight someone who can deal with you, i.e., a character,
0: they're going to have a magic attack, and you're dead. Right. Um. He ha- his attacks are magical. He's immune to psych, and the five up ward against them. Non- that's what that's the forest spirit rules, basically. Yep. Um. He causes terror. He's unbreakable, except. He crumbles. He's he acts like a demon when he yeah when he loses combat the magic starts to fade. For every wound, he, for every point he loses by, he loses a wound. Now it worked last edition, but in this edition with big hordes, he's going
1: to charge in, do four See, to I, five hits, and then die.
0: This is the high elf thing. I remember I used to say I thought the high elves were forgiving, and I know everyone disagrees with me. But when you charge a, if you make a bad choice, you charge in a bunch of guys. If you can kill that front rank. They're only going to get two attacks back, even at, if it at wasn't best. Yeah, yeah. So he, he's another. You charge him in. He's mm-hmm. weapon skill eight, a thousand attacks, toughness a bajillion. He wipes out the front rank, and he doesn't. It doesn't matter because at best one person's going to be able to attack back. Right. Maybe the champion, maybe two attacks. Now one might hit. It probably won't wound. You're yeah. golden. You won by four or five. Yeah, now they step up and they kick his tail. Mm-hmm. If they don't kill him, they're going to beat him in combat res. Yep. Um, if he's within six inches of the woods. He, does, he takes one less crumble wound. And he can take his hounds. So now you're playing to lose. <laughs> well, I'm, yeah. Keep him near the woods just in case. Exactly. Um, he can take hounds for 15 points each. He can only take two of them. Now, if he takes two, that takes him to 605, which now is suddenly, out of our range. But it, it's it's worth mentioning. But if you're going to take this guy in 8th edition, you want to take those hounds because you right. want those additional wounds that can be soaked up when you start which to crumble. Which means you have to pay more than a 2,400-point list. Yeah. Um, If he has hounds, he can't join a unit. Now, he can only join a unit of four spirits anyway, but once he takes his two dogs, he can't be in a unit. So now they soak up the crumble, but you'd rather have him in a unit where... So, So far,
1: in the back of my mind, I'm still asking myself, why is he on the table? Exactly. Yeah.
0: Um if you have the hounds, they can. They only have one wound apiece, but you can allocate the crumble to them first. They're not bad.
1: The hounds are. They, they can keep up with the Ryan. Weapon skill four, strength four, toughness three, initiative four, one attack, leadership six. Yeah, so they're they're, not they're bad. okay. They're okay. Um,
0: if he's getting shot at on a one to four, he takes the hit because he's the bigger model. On a five or six, the dog takes the dog jumps in front of the bullet. So he's got a couple of ablative. It's like it's like uh,
1: what's it called? Monster and handlers. Yes, it's extra. <laughs> it's, he's the monster.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, <laughs> pretty much.
0: <laughs> Woof. Um, now he does change up the your well, not the force organization chart. That's forty k. He does change up your army chart though. Uh, wild riders become core, and you have to take a unit that's a one plus. You have to have Wild Riders. You play Wood Elves more than I do. Is that Uh, worth it? Is that good? I mean, they're good, right? Okay, in seventh, I love Wild Riders. Here's the problem. Just like the rest of this army, they're fast cav. Yeah. They have no... They're six-up armor save. They're cool when they charge. They cause fear on the charge because of uh, their horn of the hunt. Are these the guys that get additional attacks on the turn they didn't charge? Yes. Okay. Weird. Yeah. 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 They get extra attacks. You know, they charge. They don't get them. But when they're once they're engaged in combat, they're quick. But they become core, and they are the tougher of the. They're they're pretty strong. They're they're good. Does that make taking him more appealing? Uh, it used to. Okay. I mean, you could have an entire – basically, if you did this, once they become core, you could take an entire fast cav army, which you have your your glade riders riding around shooting people from a distance with their bows, yeah. and the wild riders charging in, hitting hard, and when in combat with him, you could actually put him in the unit. So it's just, this sounds like another too little, too late rule. It's like, it doesn't help us in 8th. No, well, once again, it it was cool in 7th. In 8th, it doesn't matter. Uh, Plus, Glade Guard and Scouts become special. So the mainstay of your army, your bowmen... In 8th edition, the ones you want to take. They become special. Well, actually, you know, I mean, I suppose you could take Wild Riders and Dryads, but... But I mean, yeah, yep. yeah, you lose your shooting. Well, it becomes it becomes and, special, which means no, you just wind up you're limited in how much you can take. I actually don't see people taking as many way watchers. Well, at twenty four points, yeah, it's uh, killing blow shooting is cool. It's nice work if you get it, but it's it's it, rare. It works, but yeah, it's like one of those things where will I trade all of my attacks to get one shot of heroic killing blow? In practice, no. If it, if that roll works, it's it's a, it's a great story, but. I would rather just take my chances just hitting. The yeah, I,
1: Chris Hughes giant did, in fact, stuff my level four into his mouth and kill him in one blow. But, I, you know, yes, it's only once when that happens.
0: Um, he does. Hopefully. Have, <laughs> now, he does have a couple of cool special items. The horn of the wild hunt. The wild riders have the horn of the hunt. When they charge, they cause fear. When he declares a charge, all enemies within 18 inches take a panic test. It's just the first time, though. It's a one-use only. Is it a one-use only? Yeah. Okay, you got the book in front of you. I just yeah. got my notes. But that's actually, you know, you <laughs> still. Yeah. Well, the nice thing about that is, I mean, it's situational, but if you're going up against a load leadership army, great. And once again, in seventh, when you didn't get the re-rolls, everything around you taking a panic, I mean, that's you're gonna, a huge bubble. You're going to see a return on the investment. That is a three-foot diameter bubble. Yeah. <laughs> Just everything. If you can get up kind of close and then charge something,
1: so what that encourages you to do is choose a flank where generally the BSB isn't going to be. Uh-huh. Run up, get as close as you can, encourage them to charge you, but because then you can kill it and then charge yep. something else next turn. But uh, get as close as you can and then declare the charge. Yep. Just because you're going to catch as much as possible. Exactly. Some of that will. Some of that will break. Some of that should
0: break. Exactly. Yeah. You yeah, playing a low leadership
1: army. So It'll be cool. That's actually one of the better things about even an eighth edition Orion. I think. It's a cool one. It's a yeah. cool ability. If you, you have to find a way to make it work.
0: Uh, the Spear of Kornos, he has a spear, not a lance, but it's plus two strength on the charge. So that gives him strength seven on the charge. Uh-huh. Not bad. Uh, Cloak of Isha, he gets plus two Dispel Dice to your side. But he's not a lord. He's not, I mean, he's not a wizard. No, but who cares? I mean... So you'll have to have, like, two level twos. Yeah. But, I mean... Still. More Dispel Dice, always good. You, oh, I'm, not, I'm not saying that's not true. Uh, that's probably the, one of the best things about him is I'm getting more Dispel Dice because I have kind of crappy magic, but if I can help shut yours down, that's good. And then he's got the Hawk's Talon, which is a long blow that acts like a strength 6 bolt thrower. Uh, D3 multiple wounds, no minus 1 penalty for moving and shooting. So it penetrates lang- ranks like a bolt thrower. It's strength 6, D3 wounds. That's not too bad. When you consider those ballistics as 5, mm-hmm. um, it means you can actually hit big targets again. Well, and the nice thing is, with, especially with the D3 wounds... If you can, with his movement, he. This is one of these things where, in the last edition, you fly him up into the flank and that rank of that rank of five uh, five guys on horseback. Yeah, come up along the side of them. Boom! Penetrate ranks on them. Bam! 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 Take out two or three guys on horseback. Oh, good point. So that's that's it for a special rules. Uh, take him if you want. But once again, I mean, the whole point when we started this was. I think because so many people thought special characters were broken. I think our point was just to see, are they? Well, this guy this
1: is... He's not going to be making it to table one.
0: You're not going to see him in a tournament at all, I think. Well, I think you won't see him... You like won't in the, see him You won't at all. see him
1: in the top ten tables. No. Uh,
0: the bottom ten, you might. But I think if we go back to the question of... You know, and I know we're not ranking them, but on a scale of 0 to 10, 10 being, you know, utterly broken. And The guy can fight. He can shoot. Yeah. He can actually do damage, but he's a piece of crap. But basically, if somebody took him across the table, I wouldn't. I, this is another one. You know, I Take him. i know how I know how to kill him. Yeah. Everyone knows how to kill him. Go ahead and throw, take him. Throw a fireball at him. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I um, mean, he's toughness 6. You're going to have to roll 6s to wound, but. You throw enough at him, yeah. you're going to kill it. Um, and I, like I said, I just, I, I, actually love this subject. I love going through and covering all these different special characters because fluff-wise, they're all neat and fun. But I think we're seeing, I mean, we've only had like two characters so far that we were like, wow, that guy's kind of over the top. Imagine how fast this guy would die to any
1: poisoned attacks. Like Skinks or Skaven? Done. Uh, uh, Skaven. That's right. Warbling cannon. Uh, dwarven uh, ruined up cannons. They auto wound. Yeah, uh, I mean he's just yeah. Him. Just I mean the him.
0: poison, he'd still
1: get his ward safe, but. Yeah, that's true. I mean, still, but I mean, uh, you know, the poison tax would. You don't yeah. have to roll the wound though.
0: No, so. and so that strength, that toughness six means nothing. Yep. Oh God, it's he just bad. So <laughs> I yeah I don't
1: think that he's worth his points right now. So
0: let's run to Um The dryad. Queen,
1: whatever the branch she is, wraith, yeah, yeah,
0: she's just yeah, the Queen of the Dryads. She's crazy. She hates all humans, so she barely tolerates the elves. She has to be the general, and she will only allow forest spirits in her army. Which means, if you take her, uh, you can take the Dryads, the tree kin, the Tree Men. You can take the um, Wild Riders. I-, I like that she exists. I like the duality
1: of the Wood Elf army. The fact that there's the forest itself is it's
0: own entity.
1: Exactly. Ent- and then there are the wood elves who live within it. And she's sort of that line in the sand that says, we're our own people. You live here. We tolerate you, but we are our own people. Right. And she's kind of racist in that way.
0: Yeah. And she, it's, it's kind of fun. Like I said, um, you can, you can, uh, take upgrades to like take some wizards and you can make them forest spirits. You can give them that ability to be for, to have forest spirits. So, you know but basically you're taking out your glade riders your Way Watchers, basically most of your elves the only ones that you can definitely take besides wizards if you upgrade them are the are the wild riders
1: it uh she counts as a lord 355 points and she's only a level 2 so you have to think carefully on how you're going to be she casting has magic. to be level 2 Athel Loren. so Ugh.
2: <laughs> god
0: yeah uh, wah, wah. Now she causes terror. Yep. She does get plus 2 dispel dice as well. She's not bad in combat. She's kind of beefy. Uh she's got eternal rage, which is basically infinite hatred yeah. except yeah. it doesn't count as special against high elves. Well, her initiative is 8, her attacks are five, weapon skill
1: 7, uh strength is 5, toughness 4, 3 wounds. So she she looks like
0: a fighting lord. She's not bad, yeah. Um, every wound she loses, she gains an extra attack. So not that you want her to lose wounds, but as she gets hit, she gets pissed.
1: Now I'm curious, um, if, if you can heal one of her wounds back, does she get to keep her attacks or does she lose it? Uh, I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. So yeah, she can reroll all failed. What are you going
0: to use to give her her wounds back? Lore of life. Can I every, every time it's the lore attribute. She has to take Atheloran. Yeah, but so you're going to take a level two of life. Level twos can't take life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, you're screwed. Spell singers. Oh, God. Lord of Atheloran. That's it. If you Yuck. take her, you're stuck with Atheloran. Unless you're playing a big enough game, What is? The, what can the lords take? What can the lord level... Well, she is your lord. But let's say you're playing a big enough game where you can also take a lord level uh, spellcaster. Life. Beasts. Athaloran. Okay, so they can take life. But you'd have to play a big enough points game where you could take her and one of those mm-hmm. so no you're not yeah you're not re- you're not renewing wounds anyway so she does she can she can uh, cast tree singing twice as a level three bound spell which that's not really good though is it uh, no because it's well you can either move the forest around or do d6 strength six hits with the tree or strength five or strength six or something like that. So the actual hits if you're near the forest isn't bad, but, you know, moving the trees around doesn't do anything. Well, I'll tell you what's powerful
1: about her. Uh, The reason to take her is this ability. I mean, she's tough on her own. Mm -hmm. Put her in a unit, probably, I assume, of dryads. Yep. And then she's got this ability called spirit walker, uh, and that allows her to, what does it say here? If um, she's in a forest or any other similar terrain feature during the remaining moves phase... She can instantly be removed from the table and replaced within another forest or similar terrain feature facing any direction. So it's like the hand of Gorg.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That's powerful. Yeah. I mean, she can't move after that. But if well, you've got enough forest pieces on the table, she's on the left side of the table. Suddenly she's six feet away on the right side of the table. You know, it, um, starting off in a forest, if there's forests on each deployment zone, she starts off in her deployment zone. On the next turn, she's in your deployment zone. Turn after that, she's charging all your war machines. She's in your back line. Yeah, that's true. That's that's cool. Um, She has this other deployment rule where you can take as many units as you want and put them in reserve. Um, It's kind of cool. She cannot go in reserve. But starting on turn two, pick your units, any units you want to bring in, roll the dice, and on a four-up, they come back in. Now, where does it say they can come back in? Where does that say on the rules?
1: Let's see here. At the start of the remaining moves phase, on turn two onwards, Dricka may attempt to draw the spirits of those beings into a forest in the battlefield. A unit's awakened on the dice roll of four plus. An awakened unit must be placed anywhere on the battlefield that is completely within a wood or forest and may move as normal on the turn it appears, though it appears in the remaining moves phase. It can't
0: charge. So what I can do is I summon a unit back, move them, summon another, because if you've only got a couple of forests, you can't bring everything out. But literally... Once again, you got forests in the backfield. If I have eight units, I could hold the entire army except for her and re- her and her unit in reserve if I want. And suddenly they just start pouring out of the forests. Fluff wise, it's kind of cool. Um, you know, facing a shooty army, maybe you don't. You know, especially if you got a gun line where it's all in the back. You don't want to do that. Would still are allowed to place one extra one wood six inch. It's only a six inch diameter, so it's not, not going to be anything that's a huge unit. But yeah. So I mean, you
1: can at least have some control over exactly c- using this ability and her other ability to teleport. Yep, I could see a strategy built around that.
0: Yeah, uh, I used I built a lot of lists with her, and I liked her in Seventh Edition. I liked this list; I thought it was cool. It was kind of neat. It was gimmicky. You might not it use is, a lot. It of her is ability. gimmicky because if, effectively, yeah. what you're trying to do is a
1: Wood Elf version of it's like a, yeah, it's like the Hannah Gork. Yeah,
0: moving one unit from here to there. Well, even whether you use that or not, just the idea of all this forest spirit—just lots of tree kin and and branch dryads and stuff like Um, that—you know—and and and suddenly wild riders riding in and out. I mean, it's just—I liked the idea of it. Uh, It was fun. Um, Do you want to take her once again? Three hundred fifty-five points and your best wizards at level two. And all your wizards only know Atholoren? I think it takes away some of the strength of what's left of the Wood Elf Army. I well, think it's cool.
1: I like the idea of moving her around, but I think it's too flimsy, especially since
0: you don't know what the rest of the terrain looks like until you're there. Uh, true. And what, what, what I'm saying is you want to take her. Once again, it's another model that I don't think is even close to being over the top. I, think it's, a, I think it's a better choice than Orion. Yeah. Which is a shame because he's the god of the Wood Elves. Right. Um, but this, especially if you're taking this, you better not plan on magic. Like, magic better not be your game plan. Your game plan has to be running up with these forest spirit models, the, the dryads with the extra attacks, the big units of tree kin, and smashing. Ethelorn oh, is okay. at best fun, uh-huh. and at worst, it's the punchline. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. So if, if I'm taking uh, Drika, I am basically playing a pretty much a no magic game. Yeah. in in essence i mean is there any well i don't even know am i going to waste but am i going to waste time taking spellcasters so that i can have a couple more Loren casters no you're not she's going to be level 2 i'm i'm going to take in fact i don't even know if there's any forest spirit heroes that i can take so i'm taking her and then i'm just taking crap loads of dryads cuz i got to have a quarter of my army being dryads cuz they're the forest spirit core choice so this is like the all dryad and tree kid army See how quick that can. It get. can be scary, but they're got skirmishers like, now, so you're not going to ever get ranks unless you're in a forest. And then, well, then you're not. Don't get ranks, but you're steadfast. You're steadfast. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a total gimmick, but it might be fun to play. Mm-hmm. It would be more fun to play this, like you said, than to play Orion. I think. I think I would have fun playing a list. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I might consider actually if if I did if someone said, hey, I want to try a game against you know what else would you? Would you uh, uh, I'll throw that list together just to see how it
1: works. Well, because you can actually reposition a powerful unit in someone's flank and actually do some damage. Yeah.
0: And then you've got other guys that are... Taking her, you're giving up your entire magic phase, and you're giving up your entire shooting phase.
1: With that many dryads on the board, it's giving me a headache thinking about how... Eight, I mean, it'd be like Eight
0: points a piece, and I need 600 points
1: worth of dryads. Just moving them around the board, it'd be like running through rose bushes. Just like, oh, these... You know, the, the the units of skirmishing models that don't like to rank up.
0: Eight to 30, so yeah. 10 of them is 80 points. I need 600, so that's like... Each of those units is going to cover units. a lot
1: of real estate in the board.
0: <laughs> yeah. eight Eight units of... 10 would you'd want to build spe- uh, special movement trays just for those guys. Right. Ugh. Yeah. Or you know what if you magnetize them then they have got to be spaced. I hate well, that's that, fine. I hate that spacing them rule. It just I know moving them in a the clouds no better but it just I wish there was an easier way to do it. It's a bit of a hassle. It's it's not easy to deal with. Well, here's the thing, it's like the up to a half an inch away. So I'm like, "Well, do I have to space them then?" Can I mean if it's up to but yes, they have to be spaced. But what's the minimum? You know, I, I was actually looking at the rule going if it's up to half an inch, do I really, uh, can't I just keep them together and just say there's, you know, you know there's skirmishers. Why do I have to bother with this nonsense? I don't know. Oh, well. Let's go on to the last one then take, yeah. a, take another quick break. So uh, this is
1: Nastra and Arahan. Ar- and they're the sisters of Twilight. So these twins that have to be deployed on one mount or the other. I actually,
0: in Seventh Ed, I loved these these, I love these two and their special abilities. Never really got to play them because they're two seventy five for the pair of them, mm-hmm. and that's and you that's not
1: the minimum that you
0: have to spend. No, because then you either got to put them on a forest dragon, which makes them suddenly jump up to five ninety five, yep, or they have to be on a great eagle, which is only fifty points, which makes them three and a quarter. But I'm like, both of them are on one great eagle that still doesn't make any sense to me how the hell you would model that. since well, they they're come,
1: twins, I guess. They just sort of
0: yeah, hold on tight. I guess. But they also come in, like, this weird bodily position so that you can put them on... You'd have to, like, make proxy models for them because they come literally in weird standing positions. So remember the forest dragon is, like, that weird snake-like dragon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they come with it, their... It's funny because... The, I was actually
1: familiar with that forest dragon when it just had the one rider, and they right. invented these twins, I think, for this book. Uh huh. And so they re-sculpted the dragon with the twins on it. So I'm I'm actually less used to that than I am to the original one.
0: Yeah, and they, I, but like I said, they both have their feet in weird positions so that they can both be standing on it, and they're standing in weird positions. Yeah. So if they're you, sort you lose of dancing on the dragon, yeah. if you lose the dragon, you have to make other models to represent them for to have them on foot because they, never, they won't stand. They, and they didn't make them, did they? Yeah. No. It was it was kind of a bad it was bad comedy
1: how they, these models worked. These guys are a prime example of what happens when they aren't addressed in Eighth Edition because there are some burning questions on how to play these guys. There's some odd wording that really doesn't make it easy to understand how you're supposed to play them.
0: Yeah. There's some bizarre rules and um, once again and there's some very specific things here that I said. Well, you know, army if army book overrides rule book, I'll say this much for the 600 points, you can kill that damn dragon. They're tough to kill.
1: Yes. Well, that's
0: that's what I mean. It's like, is that what was intended? Is that I have me? no idea. And once again, that I another let's, one, let's, I'm let's. interested to see when the new book comes out what the special characters would be. I think Orion will still be there. Drinka might be there. I don't necessarily think these guys will even be in the new book, although I'd hate to see their model just become useless. I,
1: I'm going to say read as written. There's a there's a suggestion that these guys might be near impossible to kill until certain circumstances happen. Yeah,
0: I mean, if you... oh,
1: Well, if, if that's the case, then
0: they're certainly worth taking. If you're fighting... But think about this. They're on that dragon base, which is pretty big. And mm-hmm. you got a horde of some guys with multiple attacks. You direct half at her, half at her sister. You get a whole bunch of attacks. They don't have an armor save. Yeah. Well, okay, so let's talk about their stats
1: real fast. Go so ahead. they're both weapon skill 6, ballistic 6, strength 4, toughness 3, wounds 2 each. Mm-hmm. Uh, seven initiative, three attacks each, leadership 9. So individually, they're like heroes. They're individually very weak, although they both together count as a lord. Uh-huh. And, of course, a dragon's a dragon. And then the great eagle is just exactly what you'd expect from a great eagle. Right. So if putting, if he, putting him in a dragon is probably the better route, I would imagine. Right. And that's the more common one, I would think. So... Now, So, sister twins, this is the special rule. This is what makes them potentially amazing. Yeah. You want to talk about
0: it? Sure. Uh, Basically, you have to kill them both all at once.
1: And in the same phase.
0: If either of them are alive at the end of any phase, they are going to both be alive with full
1: wounds. Restored to their starting number
0: of wounds. So they each have two wounds. So if you kill one and bring the other one down to one wound during the shooting phase, at the end of the shooting phase, they're both back with two wounds. In the case of a challenge, both sisters fight. Yep. Uh, so this is what makes it hard, though, because once again, in with the attacks, they're characters. So we were talking, well, do I have to direct my attacks at each one specifically? Probably. It's
1: confusing because in a challenge, you fight them both, but if you kill the dragon if they're on
0: a dragon, it says that they're they a become unit of a two. skirmishing unit of two. Right. So it's like, okay. So now, but once again, you get into combat, and I've got a models, so there's they're, 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 those two are together. They're touching my four. I get eight attacks total. I put four against each and hope for the best. You know, you can kill them, but you've got to there's do four wounds to them in that phase. Because of the rule that says that
1: an army book... Overrides the BRB. Uh I was asking David, so what happens if I just shoot these guys with a cannon and then I would hit dragon rider and rider, but he pointed out, you pointed out, Dave, that uh, it literally says for each hit, and we're talking about shooting.
0: Yeah, if there's a shooting attack against them, they have special rules.
1: Yeah, for each hit that hits a rider, roll a further dice, one through three, Arahana struck, and a four through six Naestro struck. I know what they intended for seventh edition, mm-hmm. but because of that wording, that's very specific. Well, I should hit both, but it says for
0: a hit that hits a rider, I have to randomize. It's, well, yeah, if, if, a, if so, like you point out, a template hits everything. No, it specifically says they always ride into battle on one of their faithful steeds for shooting any shots that would normally hit them or split, i.e., when riding a monster, the rider is hit on a roll of five plus. So on a one to four, it's hitting the monster. It's basically sticking with those old rules, where on a 1 to 4, you hit the monster. On a 5 to 6, you hit them. Now, when you hit them, each hit that hits a rider, roll a further dice. On a 1 to 3, Arahan is struck. On a 4 to 6, Nastra is struck. If the mount is slain, they form a skirmishing unit of 2. If both sisters are slain, the mount will always react as if it rolled a 5 or 6 on the monster reaction table. Basically, you know, it templates you have to randomize. For these, because that's how it works. Yeah, it seems like they should address that. Well, I mean, why bother? Nobody's going to take them. I mean, I think that's why they didn't bother. But, but it's... the
1: funny thing is, of
0: all three of those, uh-huh. that seems the
1: most competitive choice. Yeah, because if you are, if it's almost impossible to kill them, that's the one I want to take first. I have a dragon. Second, I have characters that almost won't well, you die. Can kill the
0: dragon. You can kill the dragon easy. Drop a template on it, and on a one to four, you you're good by dragon.
1: Well, and you, that's yeah, 320
0: I mean, the, points. The dragon's are relatively easy to kill by Eighth Edition standards, right, but wait, I mean, do you get 320 if you kill the dragon? No, no, because you got to kill the whole damn you thing. You've got to Kill the whole thing. Okay, but I mean, I just I don't think they're that hard to kill. But you got to get them in close combat, and you've got to split your attacks between the two of them. So you got to get enough attacks to kill them both. They're toughness three, and they have no armor save. Yeah. So, I mean, a, a group of of Warriors of Chaos, a group of Swordmasters, a group of, uh, I mean, heck, a group of Hammerers, you know.
1: Well, but, I mean, it's it's not bad. You consider that you're looking at, um, that, that's going to be six attack total from the Twins, six attacks from the Dragon plus Thunder stomp. Yep. For 600 points. Yeah. It's pretty
0: good. Yeah. I mean, basically, until they get up into close combat, if they're flying around hitting smaller units, if they're flying around picking off stuff, hitting in the flanks, doing things like that where you're not going to get supporting attacks. Used well, these guys would really do some they could they could mess some stuff up. But it really has to do with that that whole thing where they normal normally they're hit on a five plus. Now, you it's, could argue that with the wording no, that blah blah blah, you don't do it, but it looks like you gotta randomize the attacks. Hard to say.
1: Hard to say. Yeah, I, I, there. Unfortunately, the wording is just so poorly put for 8th edition standards that there is more than one way to interpret it. If it allows you to... It, it is this mechanic that makes them appealing to take. Right. It is the way that they survive. Yep. Because you can kill one easy, but it's hard to make sure that you get enough ones to kill both.
0: Once again, if you're taking them, though, that's 600 points... Or 595 points, right? which means you're stuck with level 2 Atheloran wizards as your magic choice. Mm -hmm. Once again, you take them, you have no magic phase. But you can have a shooting phase, unlike with Drika.
1: Yeah, these are the least restricted. Well, but, I mean, yeah, you don't have much of the magic phase, but I guess you have a dragon, which is,
0: there's something to be said for that. And then the uber gimmick comes in with their bows. They each have a bow, and their bows each do different things. Oh, I see. I kind of like it as far as gimmicks go. Uh, Arahan uh, chooses a target, and if she hits it with her bow, I'm going to shoot at that unit. Roll the hit, hit. Take the small template, put it down. It's a strength three stone thrower that allows armor saves. That's not bad. So if I shoot your unit, like we said yesterday, you put that template right where you want it, you can touch 21 models. Yep. So 21 strength three hits. Now it says it works like a strength three stone thrower. Um, a strength. You said that? I think Chris said that. Well, no, it says it says in the book. Yeah, that It hits like a strength three stone thrower. Um, stone throwers have that center has the the more damage. It doesn't specify that, so I don't know if they would get the the hole in the middle, the extra strength or not. They would not because the book overrides the right. BRB. So, um, but still, you know, one good bow shot will hit twenty one models on uh, on twenty millimeter bases. Yeah, yeah, at string I mean, three, not pre- bad, pretty good, in fact. Pretty good. Her, her sister has the weirdest bow. Nestra, if she hits, she causes no damage, but the unit has to take a strength test at the lowest value in the unit at the start of the movement phase, and if it fails, it can't move. Her her bows are magic. She shoots, hits the ground in front of you, and all the branches and ra- and roots and things come up and grab you by the legs and it's hold a you. Snare. Still. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So she, one has a snare and one shoots you with this exploding magical stone thrower bowl. Um
1: all things considered the wood elf characters are not that cool in 8th edition.
0: No, I mean they 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 they're concept they're, their concept wise, is fine. Really cool. Concept
1: is great. I'd like to see them bring a, a Titania back.
0: Yeah, in execution they're not so good. New.
1: No. Well they the uh, poor translation. Mm-hmm. We need a Rosetta Stone for the wood elves. <sighs> Speaking of uh we should probably get to the warriors of chaos. We should take ourselves a little break and then jump into them,
0: huh? Absolutely. All right fantastic. Hey folks, it's Dave, and I wanted to talk to you for a minute about Battle Foam. You've all heard me talk about it before. The foam is firm. It doesn't separate from the base. They custom cut Hey folks, you all remember Billy. Unfortunately, he can't be here for this commercial today. Why? Because after reading Unseen Lurker Magazine, he's gotten so many tips from gaming to modeling to painting that he's decided to take his skills out to a tournament. And from what I understand, he's out there right now at the top table winning games and wrecking hobbies. All thanks to Unseen Lurker Magazine. Go to UnseenLurker.com check out a quarter of the magazine. Check it out, read it, and I'm certain you'll agree Unseen Lurker is the number one wargaming magazine out there. Unseen dot com.
1: Back. We're back. We are back. Are
0: we recording? We are recording. I Ex- never stopped. Excellent. So on oh, to the Warriors of Chaos. Uh, warriors have a lot of special characters, but they're all they're all kind of cool in their own way. I actually... But it's hard to utilize some of them. Yes. But going from going from Wood Elves to Warriors, I, I like the juxtaposition here of go ahead and take it if you want to. Wow, you're going to take that? That might actually be pretty cool. Yeah. Once again, I don't think we're going to see anyone who's too broken. Um, uh, well, But he's out. Uh, I with mean, the exception yeah. of him, and he's out of our price range. Let's yeah. start with him, I guess. 685 points. So you're running a 2,800-point army to take him. Right. So chances are,
1: unless you're specifically going out of your way to play a really big game.
0: Yeah, which, like I said, I mean, there are people who like it. Um, me and Brad, we never play less than three thousand points when we play each other. I, so I, you could totally take
1: it. Arcan is designed to be the over-the-top character,
0: but he—he's uh, the—he is the character from the Storm of Chaos. He's the—the—the the, the Chaos Incursion. Well, he's the guy from the End Times. Yeah, I mean, he. Yeah. So let's see. He's got all four marks. Uh, the he's mark- got it all. Yeah. So he's got a mark of, He's the Chosen of Zinch, which makes him a level two Zinch wizard with plus one to cast.
1: Right. Uh, the he, mark of Nurgle. So he's got poisoned attacks. He he's also. Uh, he's immune to poison. His enemies are at a minus one to hit him. And the unit
0: he's with, with shooting. And in close combat. And not a minus one of their ballistic skill. They're minus one to hit yeah. in close combat. So you're at best hitting this guy on fours, a lot of times fives, and God forbid, what's his weapon skill?
1: Nine. Nine? Weapon skill nine, ballistics five, strength and toughness of five, four wounds. Four, not three. Initiative seven, five attacks, leadership ten. Okay, so weapon
0: skill four and less is hitting him on sixes. Correct. (laughs) No, not sixes, fives. No, but it's minus one to hit. Oh, that's true. That's true. Not minus one to your weapon skill. Minus one to hit. That's right. So Five or up would be hitting him on four, so that's fives. So it's fives and sixes to hit. Mm-hmm. The only person hitting this guy on a four is someone with a weapon skill of ten, which you'd have to have the fencer's blades. Yep, to hit him on a four, stupid. Uh, Slanesh makes him immune to fear, terror, and panic, and his inspiring presence spans to eighteen inches, which is very good. Oh yeah, and corn uh, gives him magic resistance too. Warriors of
1: Chaos normally have a... uh, These days, Mm -hmm. normally they take the sorcerer as their lord, Uh which means a leadership of eight across the army. Right. They don't need higher because they they don't really roll on, like, panic tests and things like that. But now you've got a rock-hard, reliable army with a leadership
0: 10 on top of it. It's just brutal. Yeah. Uh, He treats difficult terrain as open ground, but if he's with a unit, they don't. But so he can run through... Oh, that's from his horse. Yeah, or whatever his, it is that that Dorgar, wh- the, the horse of the horse of the apocalypse.
1: Yeah, who, the horse is better than some of my hobgoblins. Yeah, read
0: his stats. The horse's stats are badass. Well,
1: he's weapon skill four, strength and toughness of five, initiative of three, three attacks. Now he is the on horse a, has a leadership nine. He's on like a fifty mil
0: base too. I mean, this well, a he's a it's a monster demonic yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's got a one up armor save uh. and. No attacks can wound him on better than a three plus. It even goes out of its way to say that even attacks that wound
1: automatically will always wound on a two plus. No, eh.
0: no, a three plus.
1: Uh, well, well, wo- attacks that wound automatically or always attack on a two plus or wound on a two plus would actually jump up to three plus. Yes. Yeah, so. so cheesy, mf'er.
0: His weapon ignores armor saves. Mm-hmm. Now, his weapon ha- has a demon in it, so he gets normally five attacks at weapon skill what 9 we said yep he can choose to unleash the demon now if he unleashes the demon it doubles his attacks so now it goes it says usually 10 so i guess if you find some way to increase his attacks there it can are go ways there 10. are ways
1: to physically reduce stats and i suppose right. in a situation like
0: that you can the four would become eight, 8 but if you could somehow give him a spell that would give him frenzy which would make six attacks then it would become 12 because that's not an actual stat. It's just doubling his attacks. Right. But any ones that he rolls with those attacks then hit him or the unit, and he can never reroll ones for any reason.
1: Although he gets to choose where they hit.
0: Yes. So So you want to put him in a unit if you plan on opening up that thing so it doesn't hit him. Mm -hmm. But he's also got a one-up armor save, so even though his strength hits, well, with his strength... He'd save on a three-plus. Yeah. Um... But once
1: you, once you've done that, you can't make that go away. No, it's always. Why would then. you want that to go away? You, exactly. just, you just do all the hits against you. Yeah, you wound in a four plus, and you know you wound yourself in a four, and he saves in a three. Yeah, and he's got four wounds.
2: Yeah, cheesy.
1: And, uh, <laughs> and uh, oh, and by the way,
0: don't forget he's got a three up ward save. Right, and he causes terror, and units within twelve inches may reroll their failed break tests when he's around. Now, oh, we were just saying during the break, there's a whole bunch of characters in this book that have that special rule, that units within 12 inches of this character can reroll failed break tests. So as far as break tests goes, there are many BSBs running around, a lot of the characters. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to break. <laughs> Look at him. Don't you run. Don't you run. I suppose for 685 points, this guy's pretty
1: over the top. Yeah, he's, um, he's I'm brutal. I'm glad that he's outside the scope of I, I would not necessarily be delighted to have to deal with him. No. He's a big deal. But he is
0: once again he's a he is a, the quarter of your army. Yeah. Um you know, you're, you're you're
1: this is this is a lot to deal with. Yeah. The one thing that I don't think he's immune to is hit killing blow. And I suppose that would be Well the, no,
0: he's on a fifty mil base.
1: It doesn't matter, he's mounted.
0: But it's a demonic doesn't doesn't matter a, because
1: even a guy in a dragon is still not immune to killing blow cuz you just direct your attacks at the rider not the mount. Oh, that's mount.
0: true. So that's the one thing I can think of is Oh, that's right. He used to have a unit that uh, the unit strength thing used to make him immune to killing blow cuz I think his unit strength was different but that doesn't matter anymore. Doesn't matter anymore. Nope. Uh, also, there's other thing we forgot which is you have to take a unit of Chaos Knights which he may join but no other characters may. If he does join them they're immune to psychology. Well, they would be
1: anyway. I mean, effectively. Effectively. They're not, they're not, well, I guess they are now, so.
0: Right. But so That would be uh, scary. To, to, to put him in a nutshell, to give, you know, all those things, roll them up together.
1: He has everything.
0: Yeah. Well, let's see. You got to have a unit of knights that he can only join. He goes over difficult terrain like it's open ground. He has an inspiring presence of 18 inches. He's a BSB for break test. He causes terror. He's immune to fear, terror, panic, and poison. Minus one to hit in close combat. Minus one to hit in shooting. 1-up armor, save 3-up ward, save 2-up ward, save against magic. Can't be wounded on better than a 3. Level 2 is each wizard, plus 1 to cast, so he's casting it at a plus 3. And he's got the crazy weapon. The
1: only criticism I can say is uh, he's still expensive. A lot of points on the table. Yep. And not immune to killing blow. And for the points you're spending, he's only, air quotes, only strength 5.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: That's about it. He's got it all.
0: Yeah, I mean, I remember when, when Andy was doing his, uh, at Ohio Hammer was doing their Empire review, he went, I actually went out of his way when they were talking about the different armies they could face and how he could kill them with the Empire. Mm-hmm. He was saying how he, you know, he would design his, like, Pope Mobile or whatever it was. He just, des- you know, he said everyone was taking Archaon, so he had to basically figure out how to kill him. So he, he was kind of boasting that he could take out Archaon with his Empire list pretty much any time because he could cannons. tailor it to yeah, take just, him out. Yeah, but shoot him with
1: enough cannons and eventually he just dies. Uh, he
0: still gets a three-up armor save though, because even That's, though he auto... That, roll, yeah. that
1: is what the game becomes. Yeah. Do you or do you not roll three or better?
0: Yep. Oh, you didn't. I might get you. Okay, but then you had, well, you got to roll. Did you know? Did you fail three-up roll twice because you got the armor save and then the well? Step one is kill the, the dead. ward Save. Kill the horse he came in on, so he's not
1: running at me quite as fast. Step two is keep shelling him until. Can he, you
0: kill the horse? Is it a separate thing? Well, he's got one wound. I guess not. No, it's yeah. It's it's a giant thing, but those things, even because I think when you read the Warriors book, if you put them on the demonic mounts, they still count as cavalry. I'd be curious to see whether or not that creature causes stomp, then.
2: Oh,
1: that's a good question. I wonder if it's a monstrous
0: cavalry now. Oh, but yeah, well, uh, who knows? That might actually be in the FAQ. Who knows? I didn't look at it, but damn, he's tough. Yeah, well, yeah, what do you expect? He's brutal. Yeah, he's really brutal.
1: Now, the next in line is Galroch. Galrach, the big two-headed... Dragon. Basically, a high elf dragon that mutated into a Zinchian dragon.
0: Yeah. He is 616 points.
1: Just outside. Just a, a bit outside. outside.
0: But 616, 616? He couldn't be 600, 605, 60. I mean, it was just like. It, I don't even know. But I'm saying it just seems like. So many of these things are multiples of five. Almost every character is a multiple of five, and this guy comes in at 616. Yeah, i
1: would be like saying he's 612 and a half points. I,
0: I, it, 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 you know, uh, cook the bird at 352 degrees for 35 minutes. What? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so,
1: uh, so he's got dragony stats. Basically, everything, terror, fly, large everything is a six except his leadership, which turned out to be a nine.
0: Yeah, it is. You look at a board at Terror, fly, large target, scaly skin, 3-up save. Mark of Zinch with uh, a 6-up ward save and plus 1 to cast because he's a level 4 Zinch wizard.
1: And uh, he knows all six
0: spells, so that makes him a lore master, I lore guess. Master. <laughs> um At the beginning of the turn, you have to take a leadership test. If he fails, the dragon that he was before he got mutated by the Winds of Chaos reasserts itself, and half of his attacks go against himself as the one head remembers who he used to be, mm-hmm. hates what he's become, and attacks the head that grew. So there is this one thing. So if you fail that re-rollable leadership nine test, half of those six attacks are going to go against himself. Um, I do like his, he has these uh, flaming template rules that he's got. Um, each of his heads have a breath weapon. Mm-hmm. And you can use them at the same time. One is a fire—you temp- use the breath template. It's fire at strength four. The other one is a uh, gas breath, strength two minus three armor save. I'm assuming that those are considered like once per game, like the new rules. Well, it doesn't say that it's not, so it's a so it's a breath weapon, so it would be one one use only. It doesn't say anything anything otherwise. Um, he does have something else called the breath of change, which is a one use only. Uh, and you cannot use the other, the fire or the gas breath with this. But this is one's really cool. Uh, anything that's hit has to take a toughness test or die. Oof. And that's once per game he's got the breath of change. Lay down the breath template, toughness test, or die. Nothing wrong
1: with wanting to make your wizard a dragon. That sounds great. He's just a little outside of 2,400, though, so you're not going to see him in most tournaments, which is, I imagine... No. Nope. And it, frankly, he's not that... What's protecting him is a number of wounds and a high toughness. Uh, well, he's got a three-up scaly skin save and the six-up uh, ward. Yeah, but the three-up scaly skin is not going to protect him against a cannon or a dropped rock. No. So, I then mean, then so it's, then just it's just a six six-up up ward, yeah. and that's not something you can bank on. No.
0: But he is casting at a five, you know, so throw a little magic.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, it's. I, I wish I could take a dragon as a wizard. As a wizard.
0: It's kind of a cool concept. Yeah, I like just it. Just
1: outside of scope. But, I mean, for larger games, I, I could see it. I now, can see it. There, there's, okay. Um, the other issue, though, is since you can't protect him in a bunker, if there happens to be war machines on the table, you're you in a load hit. of trouble. Yeah, and you have to keep positioning him, which means that you're not necessarily in the position you want to be in to cast your spells. You know, you have to, yeah. you have to redeploy to protect yourself, which means that the leadership that he's offering your army, if he's the general... Yeah. you may not be able to utilize oh, it. Oh, he's going to be. I yeah. mean... So yeah. it's like there, there's a lot of give and take on taking this guy because yeah. in order to protect him, you got to sometimes move him.
0: Yeah, and if you were playing a 2,500-point tw- uh, list... So easily enough, you could do it. You could take him. If someone wanted to take him, it's another thing that
1: I wouldn't freak out about. I, I like dragons, but unfortunately dragons seem to be the great loss of 8th edition. Because They're not as cool as the other beasts.
0: I was thinking about this this morning. I, I know there's, you know... There's all sorts of little nitpicky things that if I could do this, I would change it. If I could do this, I would change it. If they said White Tech, you can change one rule. I would. I think the rule I would change it wouldn't be true line of sight, although I know people hate that. It wouldn't even be skirmishers, although I'd love to fix the stupid skirmisher moving. Like just I just I can deal with skirmish, but the template hitting everything rule cool. I would change. Why?
1: Um, see, I wouldn't change that. I would change the fact that cannons hit everything. Well, that's I would, what I'm I would, talking about?
0: The cannon template—that's a template.
1: It, it hits see, that, everything. I agree with that. I, Randomize I would, it. I would not change that a template hits everything by definition. That is what's it's supposed to do. What I would change is the fact that a cannon is a template.
0: Right. Right. Okay. I could see, but what? Oh, or, or, but what I'm also saying is the uh, like yesterday when I was playing, the template just grazed the the model, mm-hmm. and so both guys were hit. You know, I I like where you used to have to randomize when a template hit and it hit uh, the the model. You had to randomize if it hit the dragon or the rider. You had to randomize.
1: But the concept of a template, though, is that anything caught within it is caught.
0: True. Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess you're right. The round template it, that didn't change. If a round template touched the dragon, it hit the dragon and the
2: rider. Right. did it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, with the cannon, it's like I'm visualizing. I think we've talked about this yes. before, but it's it's a big gigantic bowling ball coming at you at uh, 100, you know, 200
0: miles an hour, and it's well, going to hit one or the other, I usually. I think the worst example of it is the one thing that we've talked about a long time ago and they never changed. Oh, the, Stegadon. the Stegadon. Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. Dude, that's, that's, the, I mean, that's, a, that's the cannon that killed John F. Kennedy. It, bing, 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 bing. It, it hits the Stegadon and then bounces. a magic loogie. Yeah. It bounces and hits eight different skinks. Yeah it that's the dumbest thing. Well, I'll I'll lay
1: you uh, I'll bet you uh, 750 um pence. I don't know. I don't have any pence. But uh, Okay. That uh, when they redo the lizard book, the is just going to be like any other.
0: It's going to say that they're part of it's just the wounds are yeah. included it, in the stats. It'll, yeah. it'll be like an arachnorok, Yeah.
1: Don't make the base any bigger. It doesn't need to be. Yeah. No. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, no kidding.
0: Um Okay, why don't, why don't we move on? Yeah. Uh, now, yeah. I am going to go just a little out of, I think we should go a little out of order of the book because one of the things they did here, and I'll let you know if we change is, let's do all the lords first because there's a point where Wolfric pops up in the middle of the lords list. I just want to go lords and heroes, and then there's one. That's fine. The Next, in the,
1: next in the book is a lord. That's uh, Sigvald, is
0: Sigvald. 425 points, and I still think he's
1: worth it. He's pretty cool. Uh, you have to figure out how your sorcery is going to happen, but with Warriors of Chaos, that's not a problem. You can take level twos. Yeah, I um, think so. I yeah. mean, everyone likes Chicken Man on
0: a disc, but... Well, yeah, you lose the Chicken Man. Yeah. Um, but I, I got to tell you, as, as, and we're this is one of the few times where we both agree, I like to take the different list. I like to take the list that's not the, the one that everybody goes to. Well with Zinch you get a plus one to cast, so you can cast
1: at level three. Yep. Do they have access to Lore Master? You gotta Master? take the mark of think- Zinch. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta take the mark. But they don't have the lore- they don't have Lore Master at the hero level, do they? Uh, I
0: don't think so. No. So you gotta deal with that. But um But Sigvald for four hundred and twenty five points. Immune to fear, terror, and panic. He's got the Eye of the Gods, he's stubborn. He's got the mark of Slanesh, which gives him I forget what. Mark of Slanesh, well, I think that gives him a to fear, terror, and panic, right? Oh, yeah, that's what the Marcus of is. Yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. Uh, he is stupid. What's his leadership? Ten. Okay. He's stu- That's that vanity thing where sometimes he'll stop and look at himself in his own reflection in his shield? Yeah. You're going to have a BSB then.
2: Kinda, yeah.
1: You take him, and that sort of dictates that you have a BSB. Yeah. Um, and you're, with your leadership ten, you're probably not going to have to deal with the problem.
0: What's really cool is him and the unit he's with can always march, mm-hmm. and everything is considered open ground. Yep. For so. him and the unit. He's got a one-up armor save, a four-up regen. He's got seven attacks with always strike first. Um, he's
1: all sorts of good. His initiative is eight, so chances are he's going to be able to reroll all those. <laughs> so he's a little fragile. I mean, the yeah, one-plus armor save is nice.
0: The regen is nice. The so one-plus armor save is as good as it gets, man. I mean... Well, I'm, I'm, so I'm talking about a ward. The, the the regen it's not a ward save I think we all agree a ward save is better than a regen save but for a regen is nothing to sneeze at either no it's he's good I mean it's seven yeah. attacks re
1: them all and strength is five he's pretty he's pretty choppy yeah um he's a little expensive the problem with I like him a lot in eighth edition
0: you're not getting quite as much of the investment as you used to well because once again in the old edition you had your unit even if you went 7 wide because you were trying to be clever like with your sword master, you go 7 wide so you could out you know go touch the corners of a 5 wide base 7 always strikes first attacks <laughs> at that weapon skill you're going to kill off at least half of the front rank and they're going to get no attacks back well one guy with 7 attacks
1: isn't for 425 points mm-hmm. isn't as good as 425 points
0: of a block of warriors who can provide 40 attacks True, but you—if you're taking characters, he's you know for 425 points, he's he's a good character. He is. He yeah. is.
1: I'm just saying that's that's what happened in Eighth Edition is like right.
0: I can get more
1: attacks. That's more reliable. That mm-hmm. has more wounds. You can't kill them as fast. You probably aren't going to score them. Well, I've seen the game where this guy got killed with one killing blow. That's true. Made
0: me laugh out loud when I saw it too. <laughs>
1: But um, I, I like him a
0: lot. But once again, he's tougher than... If you're take, if you're not taking a wizard, if you're taking a Chaos Lord as your lord... He might be the best choice. Jo- well, this guy's one, got one an, of the better choices. Well, yeah. Not including Archon, this, or Archeon, or however the hell you pronounce you, his name. But you can actually feel this guy. This guy's... Yeah, but if you're taking a generic Chaos Lord and just tooling him out how you want, this guy is probably better. Uh, I mean, all things being equal. He's more focused.
1: Yeah. Um, For the points, you're going to get a lot out of him. You're going to get a return on your investment. You put him in a unit of warriors, and it's just over the top. He's still really cool. Well, the one-plus armor is nice.
0: Yeah. I mean, His
1: toughness is only four, so some of the hits are actually going to get through.
0: But he is one that I would see across the table and get nervous. He's he's good.
1: Yeah, it's like facing a
0: vampire. Yeah. Yeah, Basically, yeah. Not a bad example at all.
1: No easy answers when you have to face him. Right. Because, like, he'll probably win any challenge. Oh, geez. And you'll probably knock out a rank a
0: turn. Yeah. So And you don't, like I said, he challenges. So what are you going to do? Throw your, uh, throw, your, throw, throw your your champion, champion against
1: him? <laughs> Have at it, pal.
0: Seven ASFs. Odds he's, he's going to do, yeah, so he's going to kill you and get the five points of overkill. Yeah,
1: he's very handsome. You'll enjoy letting him kill you. Yes.
0: All right. Who's next? Volkia the Bloody, if that is a... I it, like her. Yeah, she's just a choppy lady. She's um... She flies. She ha- causes fear. Her She has, once again, the inspiring... Pre- she's another BSB for break test, as I like to call them. Yeah, that's right. Uh, any Eye of the Gods roll may be rolled while, re-rolled while she's on the table. So anyone who rolls on the Eye of the Gods chart, when she's on the table... Anyone can so it's a great it.
1: combination in tandem with a war shrine. Oh yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is a great one if you want to play a corn list too. Uh huh. So yeah, because she's we, psychotic. And I'll tell you what, from Wapaka, we we saw a demon list, a corn list win. So yeah, there, there might be something to taking her and building that list. I guess it's quite viable. Her stats are great. Weapon skill is nine. Strength toughness five six
0: attacks. Initiative eight. Uh-huh. Leadership
1: nine. I mean, she's really good.
0: All it's a Lady thirster All enemies in base to base have minus one attack to a minimum of one. Yep. So suddenly those guys who might be able to direct, like those sword masters who could direct their attacks at her down to one attack. Those, you know, the 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 orc shot the orc, uh, you know, savage orcs, they lose in an attack. Armor piercing on the charge with plus two strength and killing blow. So when she charges in, she what's her strength? Five. So she charges in with armor piercing strength seven. So minus four to your armor save with killing blow. Her armor save is three up, and any attack against her as at minus one strength. So you get one less attack and minus one strength. Uh, you know what? I think I
1: actually I'm having a change of heart, and although I'm a slanesh thematic Slaanesh player,
0: I like her more than Prince. In a way. Uh, she is not as defendable. She has no ward save and only a three-up armor save. But yeah, there is that. You're right. But she does cause fear. She, uh, like I said, that uh, that ability to reroll on the eye of the gods chart is nice. You know, uh, arm And like I said, if you charge her in strength seven killing blow with armor piercing she, she can be just as well, brutal as Sigval. Yeah,
1: yeah I'm waffling a little bit I like them both they're, they're, they're both, both good
0: for different reasons they're both good they're both worth taking yeah. you know they're not one pluses they're not broken they're not over the top they can be killed but uh, they're fun there's something to worth thinking about taking
1: a, for a non-corn player which is me yeah I'm looking at her thinking it would be fun to try oh yeah you know what I mean exactly uh, shall we move on now we've got Colex Sun
0: Eater Colex Sun Eater yeah. now he's 605 so, so he's, he's another one that's just outside of the just scope. outside of our scope but you know for 2500 let's talk about it now he's a dragon ogre yeah what are his stats
1: uh, stats are movement 8 so he's quick weapon skill 8 uh, I don't think he has a gun so no ballistic skills. 3 strength 8 strength let me say that again his strength is 8 <laughs> <laughs> his toughness is 6 wounds are 8 8 wounds good lord so he's a he's not just a dragon ogre he's a shagoth yeah okay, one initiative. He's slow. Uh, <laughs> seven attacks. Leadership nine.
0: But look at that picture. He's a shag that is shot in armor. I mean, he's just look. I love that picture. He looks scary. It's a really cool concept. He's a large target. He's immune to psych. He's got a. Uh, he's only got a four up scaly skin save. So his save sucks. Um, he causes terror. Now he's got storm rage, which means he's immune to lightning based attacks. If he is shot with a lightning attack, like uh, warp lightning, counts um, chain lightning, he gets frenzy. So that's kind of cool. Uh, he can never join a unit. Um, what else does he have? Uh, okay, here are the here are a couple of his cool rules. I like this Herald of the Tempest. During the shooting phase, look at. Any unengaged unit within his line of sight, roll the die on a two through six, they take D6 strength six hits from lightning. So even on the very first turn, if you're on the back row, if he can see you, and with true line of sight, he can see almost anyone. You know what I'm saying? D6 strength six hits from lightning. And even in a building, because a building you only do D6 anyway from these attacks. So even if you're hiding in a building, he'll hit you. On a one, it hits him, which he's immune to, and it gives him frenzy. So that's only good. Yep. Interesting thing
1: about this is I would consider starting to, like, just launch attacks at war machines. See if you can get a wound in there, too.
0: It's strength six. It's strength so six. It you'll win at a five if yeah. you can roll. If you roll good
1: on a d six, all it all it takes is one good roll. Yep. Well, two probably two good rolls. But I mean, you fo- every turn you focus on the same one, and eventually you'll nickel and diamond. You'll if, probably if you score you roll, a war machine. That if way. you
0: roll a six on that d six and you get a lucky roll, boom, the war machine's gone.
1: If you roll a six, odds are you'll get two wounds. Yep. I mean, and these if are you stats. get a lucky roll, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, any unsaved wounds from him turn to D3 wounds because he's a freaking Um What I really like, any, now here's a cool one. Any lightning-based spells that target a unit within 12 inches of him go to him. He attracts the lightning. So that warp lightning cannon that's shooting the thing next to him, if I'm within 12 inches, no, it goes to me instead. <laughs> so he is a 12-inch 12-inch range, so a 24-inch bubble, 24-inch diameter bubble around this guy cannot be attacked with lightning attacks because they just go to him.
1: I wish I could take him in my Chaos Dwarves, and I wouldn't have to deal with that stinking. Uh...
0: I think he's too expensive for what he is, especially with only having a four-up armor save. Um, you want to take him, go ahead, because his lightning thing's kind of gimmicky, and I don't have a thing that does lightning anyway. Uh, those D6, strength six hits to anything within line of sight would really screw up my day, though, because he would just shoot my mortise engine off the board.
1: It even specified in the FAQ here. Uh, the, the weapon he carries is considered a
0: magic weapon. Oh, so it's magical attacks. Yeah, nice. Yeah. And any unsaved wounds to come D3 wounds. Yeah. Phew. He's brutal, but he's 600 points. I don't know. I mean, honestly, I'd rather take Valkia than him. Um, I could see
1: taking both, but you can't take him in the 2,400-point range. So you need a
2: 2,500-point, you can.
0: Yeah. So I mean, I'm not saying he sucks. I'm just saying he's really expensive, and half of his special abilities are gimmicky. Well, the— And the, he's only got a four-up scaly
1: skin safe. So Herald of the Tempest is really nice. Like, I can see that as resolving, okay, I'm facing a gun army and say, like, all right, all right, in two turns, statistically, I'm going to take out one of your war machines. Yep, you know, figure three on one turn, four on the next. I should be able to. Well, I mean, two, yeah, two or three turns. I should be able to yeah. kill a war machine, mm-hmm.
0: and by then you've engaged. And they're strength six, so any any of these toughness five or toughness six bigger creatures too. Plam. I mean,
1: and he has eight wounds. And the things you're most afraid of are warp lightning cannons, cannons, and, well, cannons. Yeah, so and the cannon can't
0: kill him in one shot.
1: Right, because he has eight wounds. Um, his movement is warp eight, eight so... can't hurt him. Warp lightning can't hurt him. So 16 inches across the table, one cannon can't hit him. You might get there. Yeah. On turn two, you, second turn, you have either you know He's ran or you charge, and just right chopping through things. I mean, if the opponent's smart and they see what you're deploying, then they'll not deploy in the front line. Oh no! If they accidentally deploy in the front line, uh, front line then yeah, they, you'll probably get into combat and then you're safe. So I like him, um, but
0: still seeing him across the table, uh, I don't care. Bring him. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I keep falling back on this. Is there anybody here who we look at and say, crap, he's broken. I'm afraid to see him. Archaon. B- besides Archaon, which we know he's broken from the beginning. Yeah. I mean, everybody knows that guy is just...
1: Well, the thing about Warriors of Chaos, you know what they do. Yeah. Uh, their stats are a little scarier than you want them to be. They do more combat damage than you want them to be. It's Again, it's like yeah. I compared it before. It's a bit like looking at a vampire. You know they're scary because they... They're priced to be scary. Right. You you paid the points for them to be scary. They better do something cool. Yeah. You know, especially with your vampire, especially. Right. But with these guys, it's the same thing. Yeah. You spent a lot of points, like a big chunk of your army. They better do ridiculous amounts of damage.
0: Yeah. But I'm saying for that 600, I might take Valkia and then a Wolfrick or Valkia and then a Festus. I could get those two for the same cost. Yeah. You know? I mean, he's cool. I'm not taking away from what he does. It's
1: just... The other issue with every one of these characters is, again, that same argument that what they have in their core is so good. I'm not sure that spending the points on this guy is smart.
0: Yeah, and plus, this guy, if being your lord choice, is once again taking away your magic phase or putting you down to a couple of level twos. Mm-hmm. You know,
1: I mean, they start with two attacks. You give them. An ad- I'm talking about the um, the warriors. They start with two attacks. You can give them an additional weapon for three. And then Frenzy for four. This guy has seven. So
0: two warriors of chaos have more attacks than this guy. But then again, this guy has seven attacks. Unsaved wounds become D3. Yeah. This guy gets off his seven attacks against, say, ogres or any monstrous creature. What's his strength again? What? (laughs) 8. Okay. He, he wounds a worse sphinx than a 4. So he comes in on, uh, with his 7 attacks. Let's say he gets a lucky roll and, and gets 5 five
1: hits. Only a 1 plus armor save would get any sort of armor save from
0: this guy. 5 hits, 4 wounds, that becomes D3. You're talking 8 to 12 wounds. So his one guy is gonna take 3 or 4 ogres off. I mean, it's it's it, yeah. he, yes, he can do stuff that other guys just not, won't necessarily do. I guess this guy's really good against big targets. If, if
1: you—that's the thing. If you are struggling, he's and, a
0: dragon ogre, Shagath. He's going to come riding, and he's the guy who is made to take out your his, his, this big gribbly is designed to take out your big gribbly. Yeah, um, send him should, after a hell pit. Send him after a Hydra.
1: Screw him. Send him after a Kadai destroyer. Oh yeah. So yeah, if if my you hear army hear that Grant take Colex Sun Eater. You can't. 2,200 points. Oh, that's right.
0: (laughs) Hey, Chris, you want to play a 2,500-point game? If he ever asks you that, (laughs) you better expect Colex. Sun Eater. I can't. I'm
1: expecting a headache very soon.
0: (laughs) All All right. right. One last Lord character, Village. The Cursling. I like the fluff behind this character. A pair of twins, a wizard, and a warrior who somehow wind up getting bonded together see this is what i mean by
1: um, I, I think the author really liked zinch you know, you know it's not fair that my wizard guy is not very good at fighting so let's just rewrite it something he's good at everything
0: well i mean what are his stats because basically it's a wizard who's been fused to the body of his his warrior of chaos brother it's,
1: it's actually not very good weapon skill five strength five toughness four three wounds initiative five Three attacks, leader eight. So it's not very good. So for
0: a lord character, he's only got the three attacks. I mean, he's he's basic. I mean, he's not. He doesn't suck. He reminds me a lot of
1: my lord for the Chaos Doors, which is right. to say, it's a blend of fighting and magic, and that's yeah. exactly
0: what this guy is. Uh, he's better. He's a better fighter than a regular wizard. Now he does have the mark of Zinch, and he's a lore master of Zinch. So for three hundred ninety-five points, you're getting your whole. And with the mark of Zinch, that means uh, he's a level four. Isn't he a level four? Does it say they're low? Oh, yeah. So he's casting with a plus five. Right. He knows all the spells, so he's as good as Chicken Man on a disc.
1: He effectively is. Yeah, that's what um, he, except he's a better
0: fighter. Yeah. Now, his, does, what's his uh, What's his armor save? Does he have? Well, it's not listed. Which means he's basically Chaos Armor, and that's it. I imagine that's
1: exactly what it is. So he. see here. So he's got the four-up armor Here it is. Save. Here it is, yeah. Um, Two-hand weapons, Chaos
0: Armor. So he's got... Two-hand weapon, so that gives him an extra attack. So, so three becomes four, four attacks, yeah. But he's only got a four-up armor save and no ward, no any of that stuff. Doesn't the Marcos give him a ward of oh, six? Oh, six-up, yeah. So, yeah, six-up. Um, the thing that makes this guy cool for his 395 points is the Vessel of Chaos. We'll, I will do like t- that in the lore master. Yeah, lore, yeah, okay. So he, for 395, you've got a lore master And the fear and surprise. Huh? Nobody expects him. <laughs> no one expects him. Uh, Vessel of Chaos, when your opponent fails to cast a spell, so you roll your three dice and you don't make it and you break concentration, I get those three dice added to my dispel pool. I cast a spell, you go to dispel, you fail dispelling it, I get those dice into my casting pool. Now, that's pretty cool. That's pretty freaking awesome.
1: Uh, so very much like anything that you see with Chaos, it's a lot better... Offensively than defensively, this guy's pretty easy to kill. Yes, but if you screw up in the magic phase, in the the, uh, the tide shifts very quickly into chaos favor.
0: Well, here's the thing, yeah. Once you miss that first spell, that broken concentration, so you're going to your other wizard anyway. If you have a second wizard, usually you're you know you're casting with your lord level. If he breaks concentration, you go you're for even if you break concentration with your with your hero level, you're going to your lord level. But I suddenly got a bunch more dice that you just lost. There's there's something else
1: to keep in mind. This is a lord. Uh-huh. And this is your wizard, which mm-hmm. means this is your arcane slot. Yeah. So no black tongue, no infernal puppet, no dispel scroll. Yeah, you, and you, you have you've got to find a way to make that work in the hero uh level.
0: Well, I mean, honestly, the puppet and the tongue and all that, you don't necessarily need it in your list. They're nice to have. They're good to have. Uh, yeah. and, and a lot of competitive armies do take them. As long as you get a dispel scroll in, I think you're okay.
1: I, You know, I'm willing to say that some people would debate you on that. I don't know which one is better. Some people, I think that there's an argument both ways. Mm-hmm. I, I I tend to agree with you. For me, okay. the dispel is one I don't like to do without.
0: Exactly. I, I, like I want to have that yeah. one in the army. Yeah. I do. Um, if
1: I was playing chaos, I'd probably go that route too. It's like I'd rather know that I can shut one spell but down. But
0: where I think it really pays off is on your casting because it's that unable, you know, you, I roll my dice, you try to dispel if you fail. Dude, you fail the dispel and I get those dice, I roll a couple dice, You, I roll three dice, you roll three dice. You don't stop me. Suddenly, I'm getting three more dice into my casting pool. I'm throwing another magic spell that you don't have dice to stop. What it does encourage me to do if I'm playing against you and you're playing Village,
1: yep. I guess what I would
0: probably have to do is pick one spell and, and just throw it. everything at it. That way, yeah. If but even then, if you fail that, you just you handed me all your dispel dice to keep casting. So now I'm going to it basically, if you screw up on the dispel. I'm going to take... I'm going to stomp a magic mud hole in you. Here's the other thing. I, I I think I do like village,
1: but the fact that you're paying a little extra to make a fighter out of him, uh-huh. when I would never want to throw him into combat. No. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. But, I mean, just the lore master with that ability, I think is interesting enough where I'd like to put him on the table. I'd like to put him on the table. Uh, it, once again, it's a good... It's a, it's a nice fluff sort of thing yep. where that makes a good story you know i cast this and he failed and suddenly i had three more spells oh, I could cast.
1: it's it's that and um the lore master that you're paying for I yeah think. yeah so this unusual ability now if you have a poor magic phase though you're going to be frustrated because you spent a lot of points on something that's not
0: paying off right but then again even if, uh, if i get the three and you get the one and i'm rolling it you're not even going to roll that die because you're going to fail and hand it to me right so oh yeah, yes yeah, screw yeah, you it let it same. go let it go all right. So but uh, I, uh he's one I wouldn't I mean I can see I could take him. I can see it. Yeah. I can see it.
1: Um, I think there are more times I'd actually choose, I'd rather take the generic because then I could choose my own arcane item. Yes. But being able to take Lore is huge, and he's the one that's affordable. Right. And that's what you want. It's like you know what spell you want, you just need to get it. Exactly.
0: Uh heroes. Wolfric.
1: Wolfric. Uh, grant in fact, in fact one of the first tournaments that we played in eighth edition and we were allowing special characters Grant actually took this guy and he was, was cool. taking
0: wolfric a lot yeah. and, the, and the, when we first started playing in eighth edition grant took Wolfric a bunch thematically he's a he's a marauder yeah he made a, made a boast that uh, like nobody could beat him in close combat and the gods took him at his word and said fine, you will wander the earth until you are beaten so now he's just wandering the earth. Challenging people, which he's got this cool ability because of the fluff. Um, He can call you out in whatever language you speak or whatever it is you do. He magically calls to you in your own language. You cannot refuse a challenge from him. He can pick a character and say, I challenge you and you have to accept. That's I mean, now he's not the best fighter on the planet. I mean, what are his stats? He's good. Well,
1: uh, his weapon skill is eight. His yep. strength is five. Toughness four. He only has two wounds. His initiative is seven. He has four attacks. Leader eight. Yeah. So I mean, he's, he's he's more than a competent fighter, and his weapon skill is at hero level. He's
0: he's really good for a hero. For 185 points, he's got great stats. But you know, to call someone out for a challenge, if you if, if there's someone you want to challenge, you he you get no choice with this guy, which is cool.
1: Um, well, here's the thing, though. You can nominate a single enemy model at the beginning of the game. And when you allocate any attacks against that one nominated model, you're going to get plus two strength and can reroll all attacks to hit. So your strength becomes seven. You'll probably score your points. You'll probably get your points back for this guy. You pick, you, you pick, a, you pick that character and then you go at him. Yep. You'll probably lose him. Because eventually, the people are going to get tired of this. And you, once you kill that one guy, he's not that special anymore. Right. Then he's just an overcosted guy. But uh, you can probably nail one guy, yeah, and, and and make it worth your while.
0: Now, what's his other? He has Sea Fang, which allows him to. He can pick a unit of. He could put him in a unit of Marauders. It's basically like an ambush rule. Yep. Um, you can
1: choose not to deploy as normal, and instead. Uh, let's see. You roll a d6 to determine what turn you come in on, and it's uh, on a one you need a five plus, two, four plus, etc., cetera, et cetera,
0: It gets easier every turn. Yeah. Which is, uh, yeah, I think that's how
1: the— There's yeah. the downside of Wolfric. It's that first time you take—I know you've had to deal with this before. Anyone who's played dwarves and has taken minors has had to deal with this before.
0: That one game where the mother effers just don't come on the board. You keep rolling, yeah, under the roll. I think that happened to Grant once. He was playing, and he was like, I don't know if I want to take him ever again. Yeah. Because he had this huge unit of marauders, and Wolfric didn't show up to like, turn five or six. And by that time, it didn't yeah, it's matter. Like, it's like three, 400 points that you just didn't have on the table when you needed it. One, well, I think how it worked out was they had wiped out a good portion of his army. Mm-hmm. And so when Wolfric came on they were ready for him. They basically had just turned around totally to face him, ambush the ambushers. Yeah, yeah, we're standing waiting for you to show up. And I think that's a weakness. I think the oh, fact yeah. that you
1: you know, the ambush can be great in the right turn, but then if you just don't take it, you can just
0: deploy him now normally. You don't have to ambush with him.
1: It does say may choose not to deploy. So yeah, I, right. I would I would almost rather have him on the table yeah, personally. Yeah, I don't I
0: don't know that I would. It's like the
1: Beastman thing. You can do the ambush, but why?
0: Exactly. <laughs> he's a fun character 185 i mean that's another one you want to take him take him that's something
1: if if i was going to ask gw well i mean there are a lot of things i would like to have them (laughs) tweak to tweak one of the things i would love to see them work on is brainstorm is how
0: can we improve the ambush rule well we did that over when we did our christmas gifts i talked about fixing that ambush rule because it's just not right all right who's next uh well, Festus, the leech lord. I like Festus, but yeah, he's, well, he's a Nurgle, a Nurgle guy. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, he's got Actually, Will- he's pretty cool. He's got the Will of Cast, the Eye Cast, four-up regen. Mark of Nurgle means minus one to hit with shooting. See,
1: I got no issue with you liking Nurgle. Nurgle's cool. I'm, yeah. I'm down with Nurgle. In fact, yeah. uh, one of my favorite models that I've ever painted was the old, uh, one of the newer,
0: um, Great Unclean One. Yeah, uh, Spectacular model. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, now, he, unlike Archaon, who gets the minus one to hit... He's the normal mark of Nurgle, minus one to hit with shooting and minus one weapon skill in base to base combat. Right. What are his stats? Uh, weapon skill is four, ballistics two, strength and toughness
1: four, two wounds, two initiative, two attacks, leader eight. So his stats aren't that braggable.
0: They're hero stats. Yeah, they're basic hero stats. And well, all Nurgle. He's, all he's, Nurgles he's have a wizard. Little yeah. He's a
1: wizard. So his weapon skill of four, two attacks. He's he's fighting at the level of a cast wizard, yep. which is to
0: say, he can beat up a punk,
1: but that's about it.
0: Now what he's got. Uh, He's got he can a sucker right? or
1: two perhaps before he's through.
0: Does he have chaos armor on? I believe so. Let's
1: find out. Uh, most chaos sorcerers do. I think he would yeah, have. Yeah, I would to. think
0: he does. I would just
1: about everybody in this book has so chaos. One armor. of the advantages of being chaos. Uh, let me see. That is Festus, and he does not. Oh, he does not.
0: Okay, so he's total. He's pure Nurgle. He's walking around in robes. Robes. Okay, so he's got a 4 of regen, and that's it. So he is easy to kill, technically. You know, you get a little flaming, and he's going to go away. I would even expect his toughness should be higher, but it's not. It's only toughness four. All right. So and he's a level two Nurgle, and he comes with Curse of the Leper and one other spell. So he already is coming... Uh, Curse of the Leper, for those who don't remember, is like a unit deleter. It starts off slow. It lowers their strength and toughness by one. It's re- yeah, it remains in play. You put a little marker down and you turn it each of your magic phases or every magic phase. Place a colored or otherwise distinctive dice next to the unit with a one f-
1: side facing upwards at the beginning of every friendly magic, magic phase. phase. Okay. Turn the dice that the number is one higher than the last turn. The number on the dice is subtracted from the strength and toughness of the target unit while the spell is in play. So if either the strength or toughness of the model of the afflicted unit reaches zero, that model collapses into a pile of rotting flesh and is removed from play entirely, this can mean that the whole unit is destroyed in a single turn. Pretty
0: cool. If they don't dispel. If you get it off and they don't dispel it. But even if you don't get it off. Well, it's cast on a a
1: ten, so you might see them dedicate even three dice to make sure it goes away. It's nice to have.
0: Interesting spell because he starts with it. Regard, he's level yeah. two, and that's one he's going to oh, get. He's the leech lord, and that makes sense. Minus one strength, minus one toughness. I mean, everybody likes the miasma and stuff like that. Yeah. This is the same type of spell, except it keeps growing if you don't get rid of it. Um. So he's basic Nurgle with the four of regen. He's level two. He's got that. Now, he only pursues one D6. Yeah, that hurts a bit. But if you catch the unit, they're worth double their victory points.
1: Well, I think what this means to a player who wants to use this guy, uh-huh.
0: make sure you have a little cavalry. Yeah, you're gonna want to charge something with him, so in yeah. case. But like I said, it's gimmicky. But if if you roll that, you know, you got that crappy, especially like dwarfs with their minus one to pursue and or to flee and yeah, pursue. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I have been living it my whole uh, time. You,
0: you get a low roll, and suddenly this guy catches you, and that 400 point unit's worth 800 points. That's Kinda cool.
1: I would call the situational though, because you can't expect it to happen.
0: Ex- exceptionally situational. Uh, any unit he joins gets regen five and poison attacks, including him. That's a now really, that's nice. Yeah, uh, it, we know we noticed that it's really he doesn't have poison attacks normally. So when he joins a unit, he, well, it's hard to say. It says any unit joined
1: by Festus gains the poison attacks ability. This includes. Festus's own attacks. I don't know if that means that he starts with it anyway, or only if Look he joins... Look on his stats. Does his stats
0: say he has poisoned attacks? No. Yeah, well, then no. I would think no. Well, because I, th- I think if it's not on his stat line, then he normally doesn't have it. It says if he joins a unit, the unit gets him. This includes him, because he normally doesn't have it. So when they mention that the unit has it, then he gets it too.
1: Uh, Festus the Leech Lord. The only thing it says is... He doesn't have chaos armor. Is this a
0: mistake? No.
2: Okay. Who the
0: hell writes that in? And then why does that go in the FAQ? I don't know. He doesn't. Is this a mistake? Oh yeah. Like we wouldn't have mentioned that. We we didn't. Nobody figured that out. He doesn't have weapon skill thirty.
1: Is that a mistake? No. Yeah. Actually, that was a mistake. He's got <laughs> a weapon skill thirty. We're going to break the rules of the game because thanks thanks for clarifying. Yeah, we 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 meant to make the game yeah. unplayable. It,
0: every once in a while, you see the questions in the FAQ, and you're like. Do you like... How many people must have asked that for them to put it in? Do you like steak?
1: Yes, we we like steak. Thanks for asking that, man. Yeah, thank you. I'm
0: sexy, and I know it. Okay. So, uh, Festus,
1: now, uh, so, as far as we can tell... Yeah, he could have poison... Att- chances... Du- dude, he's going to be in a unit.
0: Oh, yeah. he's a got kind of four-up regen, and that's yeah, it. He's
1: going to be in a unit. So, so he's going to have poison attacks, and so does the unit. The unit's going to have a five-plus regen. He has a four-plus. Um... Cool. I like I like what he does.
0: I like him too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh but he's pretty fragile,
0: which is why he, I don't mind if you want to take him.
1: Yeah, and he's probably also not going to be your only wizard.
0: No, well he's hero level. So right. he's a level 2. How many points is he? 185. That's pretty affordable. No, he's not bad at all. I mean, he's a little expensive, but he's got that cool like I said, it, the on the occasion where the, where he does catch somebody who flees. Yeah, that part I wouldn't hold my breath on, but at the same time... But when he does, it could really swing a game. I mean, a three or four hundred point unit that gives you an extra three or four hundred points, dude, that's a lot.
1: Yeah, I'm just saying, I I wouldn't even go into the game thinking about that part. I would think about the other parts. There
0: are always times that people have a really bad flea roll. Yeah.
1: Well, when it does, ha- it's, it's yeah. yeah. Well, that's I'm the that's the it's it, the one in ten story that comes up. It's like I can't right. believe this game was in the bag for the other guy, and suddenly a fluke, and he ran, yeah. and I, I caught mean, him, and I made on a thousand it, but points. I
0: won't. I, I'll take it, especially with some of these big blocks you see today. Oh yeah, these big death stars of seven or eight hundred points. You kill that, and suddenly I got, dude. I just killed a third of your army. Oh, and guess what? I just killed. Now I got two thirds of points. Did they ever make a model
1: for that guy? Nope. No, they should. He looks cool.
0: Yeah, I wish they would have because I like the picture. Me too.
1: All right. Two well, left. Throg. The king of trolls. Now, I'll tell you Traptor. what. i have I've actually heard of people building armies around this guy before. And why not? For yeah. 175 points. Well, he's the king of trolls as it sounds. Well, first thing is you can make trolls core. Yep. Um, his stats are about what you'd expect from a troll king, which means weapon skill is only 5 Trolls aren't necessarily that skilled. Right. Strength of six, toughness five, four wounds, two initiative, five attacks, leader eight. So he's a hero level troll.
0: Yep. But. um, Okay, leadership eight. Now, all trolls, ogres, dragon ogres, warhounds and monsters use his leadership as if he's the general. So you have some units of trolls and stuff like that on either side of him. And they're all doing their stupid tests on a on a leadership eight. It means you don't necessarily have to keep him in the center of the
1: board, and the and your general doesn't have to babysit them.
0: And he's a hero, isn't he? He's only a hero. So you have a general who's doing his thing. You have a BSB doing their thing. You you can actually take your trolls and run them wherever you want them with him.
1: Yeah, you probably do still want to keep them relatively near the BSB because you're rerolling a
0: stupidity on an eight. I'll but tell you what, you,
1: on an eight, you'll fail once in a while.
0: Yeah, but the point being, if you need to take them out and do something with them, it's a much better than if you're taking them without him.
1: You know? Yeah. The, the downside is, um, or I should say, they can use his leadership, and if they're within twelve inches of him, they may reroll failed brake tests. It's a shame that they couldn't reroll any leadership. So right, right. you still got to be careful. You probably still want to keep them near the BSB, but at least the general can do go and do his own thing. Yeah, especially if it's a chicken man.
0: Uh, he does have the mutant regen, uh, which is pour yep. up regen. But well, if he regenerates two or more wounds in a phase, he gets to roll on the Eye of the Gods table. Yeah, he
1: does have the Eye of the Gods, and that's
0: pretty. That's one of the reasons that people like taking trolls. In. Yeah. Can I see that book real quick? There's one thing I want to look up real fast. That's well, totally your book. So oh, here you go. <laughs> I just want to look up the regular trolls, because they got that troll vomit rule, and I think his is a little different. So let's see. Okay, a troll vomit. Uh, instead of attacking normally, the unit of trolls can choose to vomit on the enemy. Each troll in base contact will inflict one automatic strength, five hit with no armor save that are magical. Okay. I think that's... I don't know about the magic part, but I think... Well, here's the thing. He has what's called copious vomit... So instead of his attack, he doesn't do one automatic strength 5 hit. He does d6 strength 5 hits with no armor save magical attacks.
1: Uh, He can also use it once per game as a breath weapon.
0: Which is strength 5 hits with no armor save.
1: Does that imply, then, that he can do 2d6 in close combat? Can he use that breath I know he can use his vomit in close combat, but can he say, I'm going to go ahead and use my breath weapon... In close combat. I don't see why not. I would say that you should be able to.
2: Yeah. Because it's, it's
1: a breath weapon, right? Yeah. Say, well, breath weapon
0: in 8th edition, I can use it as a close combat weapon, 2d6. Yeah. So so he could do d6 every turn. d6 strength 5 hits with no armor save every turn if he wants to. And once per game, he could do 2d6. Strength 5 with no armor save. Yeah. it's pretty good. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, again, I would see this guy being used. Oh, and once again, he is a brake test BSB. Okay, the trolls, dragons, warhounds can use his leadership in general, and within twelve inch, units within 12 inches can reroll failed brake tests. So, once again, he's a brake test BSB just like so many of the other characters in this list. Trolls, ogres, dragon ogres, and warhounds, and all
1: monsters in the same army. Yeah. Yeah, so you really do, almost in a way, you need to consider where your BSB is, but you can safely put this guy a little off the center and command a flank, if that's what you want to do. Yep. Because uh, that's where the warhounds might be. Monsters are sometimes in the center, but sometimes... Well, what, what monsters do you have?
0: For chaos? Yeah. The the hell cannon, I guess. Hellcannons, yeah. Cannons. yeah. yeah.
1: Hellcannon's got a better leadership than this guy. Yeah. Okay, but, so.
0: But still, I mean, he's. He he can be fun. Another one, if you want to play that type of. Or I want to play a big troll army. You know, lots of big. Lots of the big monsters. If you want to move away from big blocks of chaos warriors. You, if you're taking Warriors of Chaos and you show up with this guy and all this. That's. that's real. I'm looking across the table going, w- What did you bring? What the hell am I going to do with. How am I going to. It's I'm a troll do with, army. Yeah. yeah it's what am fun. I going to do against this? Uh, all that regen. If you save two or Fire. more in the eye of the gods table, yeah. if you've got it, yeah. you know? The flaming banner does it for one unit. You know, so it's like, well, I've got two or three or four of these units. So I'm sorry, once I, I say that like it's for me it's it's kind of a granted. Yeah, with the Canis dwarfs there's a ton of it. Fire is <laughs> most most of sort of, of inherent armies, yeah. yeah. I don't I don't even know if I don't know how the I don't remember how the dwarfs do I don't think they get flaming attacks. Don't you have a flaming rune? Yeah, there is a room, yeah. But uh you could but Once again, you're putting it on that one thing. It doesn't do it for a unit. Okay. There's no unit that I can just hand magical attacks to or flaming attacks to. It's one well, character case,
1: but you can put that copiously on your war machines, can't you? Yes. Okay. But once again, copiously. Copiously. No, I can't <laughs> Shall we get to Scylla and Fingrim?
0: Yep. And she's the last one. Now she's a chaos spawn, really? I mean, a chaos spawn is, I think, sixty-five. Actually, points. I think it's a guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he, sorry. Uh, a normal cast bonus is 65 points. So for an extra 40 points, you can have this one. Basically, what's the difference? Instead of moving 2d6, you know, randomly, she he moves 3d6. And instead of d6 plus 1 attacks, he gets d6 plus 2 attacks. It's not too bad. Now, he can issue and receive challenges and roll on the, on the Eye of the Gods table. So that's something extra that normal cast Spawn can't do. He does have a 6 of Ward Save and Magic Resistance
1: 3. So it's actually, I mean, shooting can still deal with this thing, but spells,
0: not so much. Yeah, spells aren't going to really slow it down. Um, It's only got one extra attack, and it can move an extra D6 inches. I'd spend the extra.
1: Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Then again, if you're taking them only as expendables that you plan to die, then maybe there's no point in taking one that costs more.
0: Right. I mean, it does extra stuff, and it can be nice to throw it if you want to throw something. That what are its stats?
1: You know what? You know what makes me reconsider and actually consider spending the money on it? The fact that it moves three d six instead of two d six. That's pretty fast. That's not bad. It moves pretty
0: fast. But you know what? The, uh, what are its stats?
1: Uh, weapon skill four, strength, toughness five, four wounds, three initiative, d six plus two attacks at leadership ten, and movement is three d six. But it's that whole random movement during the remaining moves phase, which means there's no combat reaction.
0: Oh, that's right. So they got to hold. It can declare challenges. So if I throw it at a unit with those decent stats, you know, I can at least go in and try to try to mess up a character. I mean, D6 plus two attacks. If it's a good roll. You're getting a ton of attacks. Well, I
1: suppose if you keep it close to a war shrine you give it a you give it something interesting. Yep. And then you charge it in. I don't
0: know. And then know. it can roll in the eye of the god's table. Um
1: I don't think it's amazing and I think that there's a few uses here and there to take it. I think the I think the regular person's going to look at it and
0: say too expensive for something that's supposed to be expendable. I want it cheaper. Yep. So Yeah, I mean it's, you know, and it's not even a hero or a lord. It's it's just going in your rare slots because it's just a it's a it's it's a really awesome chaos spawn. So, uh,
1: okay. So yeah, yeah. It's got f- so chaos spawn is fear, unbreakable, lurching horror, flailing appendages. What is lurching horror? That's the two d six
0: random. Movement. Oh, okay, okay. And the flailing appendages is the d six plus one. Okay, so it's it's fear and unbreakable.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, you throw them into something. It ain't going anywhere till you kill it, but
1: it can be killed. The other difference, though, for a regular Chaos Spawn is that it can have a Mark of Chaos.
0: Yeah, he he can't. No, well, he does. He's got a Corn Collar on. He's already pretty much got a Corn Mark. he has got Magic oh yeah, Resistance I guess three. he's yeah he's Corn. It's that Magic Resistance
1: three. Thing. Well, for normally the Cornite Chaos Spawn is just plus one strength, so it makes it a strength five. I get yeah, I guess I guess it is. Then yeah, it really is just Cornite.
0: Yeah okay. Cool. That's it. Well, I think there's a there's a bunch in this book that I would like to take. I think it would be fun. You could you could build several characters in here. You could build a fun army around. Well, I think uh, yeah. I think I've seen people take um,
1: what's his name, this Slaneshi guy, um, the, the prince. S- yeah, yeah, Sigvald. S- s- Throg, even even um, v- Valkia, the bloody, Valkia.
2: yeah, um, Festus,
1: Festus. I can argue. The thing is, you know what spell he's going to get, or at least you know one of the spells he's going to get. He yep. gives you a different option than the level one spell. This guy's going to get the level five spell. He's always going to have it. Right. And there's something to be said for that, because if you can build an army around making that spell work, you're going to be lowering strength and toughness. That's not bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, it's one of the more powerful spells from the lore of Shadow, and you can, you're can you guaranteed to get it. So yeah. there's something to be said for building something around that, but he's too fragile for words, so you got to be careful. Right. Um. Yeah, Throg is cool, but then there's also these over-the-top guys that you can afford.
0: Well, and like I said, the only one who I would look at, the only one who, if you fielded them, I would be like, ugh, would be Archaon. You could even field the, the dragon, because I would be... I know how to deal with the dragon. Exactly. I, you, 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 you've you either taken the tools or you haven't
1: taken the tools to deal with the dragon, but usually even magic can sort of deal with it.
0: Re- yeah, exactly. So, I don't know... Um. You know, I'm looking at that saying it's, it's, you know, there's nothing here that, well, like I said, with the exception of Archaon, there's, no, once again, we've hit two more books that take anything you want. You want to play special characters, go for it. I'm not looking at, you know, I love the fact that special characters just really aren't that broken anymore. The armies can deal with them. There's no more wiping out a rank. You know, the 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 thing that made them so terrifying before doesn't exist in this edition that ability to i'm going to hit you and you just can't hit me back now yeah yeah
1: yeah, now i can't you has gone well what it does is it allows on the competitive level um i think one of the complaints that people sometimes have in the competitive level is that there are only so many builds you can take right and this potentially allows you to find something new to discover a hidden nugget of a new way to build something Right, like in Throg's case, it's like Warriors of Chaos. Their argument still exists to this day that they're a little dull to play, a little dull to play against. They kind of do the same thing, which is push them forward and chop, chop, chop. Mm-hmm. Two basic variations, which is the, the Warriors or the Marauders, and right. they both do their job well. Yep. And usually, there's a wizard just blasting the snot out of you. Yep. This is a new way to play. Yeah, now I've got this big block of trolls, and they play differently, and they hit hard, and it's fun because it's different.
0: <laughs> and that's why I like seeing that tournaments are allowing special characters. I like to see special characters being allowed because there are people who are going to say, I want to try this, I want to put this guy in, and you're gonna see variety you're not gonna see it, it, you you will still you'll still see a lot of the cookie cutters well it brings it brings some surprise back into a game, yeah, I could come across the table and not necessarily say, I know I'm going to see this, this, and this mhm all right, well, that's a show, man, yeah, good job yeah, uh, this so- should be out hopefully by the tenth. So by the time
1: you get to the next show of us, we'll have had a chance to play in an Adepticon Primer. So we'll probably have some yeah. some experiences to talk about.
0: Yeah, we'll have. Well, yeah, and I think next episode is probably going to be talking uh, warm up for Adepticon. Itself. Adepticon. How, how how our armies fared? Harrison's and even going to play in that, so maybe he'll be on next episode. He's could playing be. in that tournament too. Yeah, um, I suppose that there's even a chance that we'll get more
1: information on maybe at some point. Who knows? Maybe rumors.
0: Yeah, well, um, lately they've only been announcing everything, what, a week? You know, about a week before the actual announcement, the official announcement comes out. It comes out. uh, Or, you know, the rumor comes out. If the rumors come out a week before, now this, actually this, the 31st is a Saturday. So if it goes out that last week, that last Friday of the month, Mm -hmm. our next episode will be out. It'll be out before there's any announcements, even the even the rumors by the schedule they've been coming out on. The leaks that keep going to uh, beasts of war and or Bella lost souls or whatever, um, we'll have recorded the next episode before any of that happens. So it'll be about two episodes before we're really talking about anything.
1: Well, fair enough. Then we've got uh, some adepticon primer to talk about. People will have some army lists that either did or didn't work, and we can talk about yeah uh, the the tournament coming
0: up. Cool. All right, folks. Thanks for listening. Um, feel free to uh, please feel free to call and leave us a message on the uh, voicemail seven five seven G H show six, or stop by the Garage Hammer Store.
1: Be sure to check us out on our forums, which are still going strong. You can follow David at uh, Garage Hammer on Twitter. Yeah, and Christopher is on Topher Sinister drop us an email. Um, apparently, I have a new email, guys. So, oh, yeah. So check it out at... Um, I, I say apparently because I know about it. I just... I've never you been to it We haven't set it up yet. We haven't set it up. So yeah. by uh, the time you guys get it, it will be done, which to, is... Uh, Tofer at GarageHammer.net. Tofer at net. It's new
0: to me, guys. Yeah. So... <laughs> Yeah, so if you just want to tell Chris something, then you can send it right to him. That's, that's kind of cool.
1: So if you if you want to contact both of us, garagehammerlive.com is still the place to go. If you want to contact David directly, it's david at garagehammer.net. Or contact me at tofer at garagehammer.net.
0: Yep. All right, cool. That's the show, folks. See you in a couple weeks.
1: All right, take care, guys. You've been listening to Garage Hammer. We invite you to join us on Facebook at Garage Hammer Podcast and to follow us on Twitter. If you enjoyed the show, please let others know about us by leaving us a positive review on iTunes.
2: It's it's part of the theater,
0: okay? It's it's the theater of it. Those are those are those are other character. When you get into a character, you are not yourself. I teach my students this. Does does that
1: sound like you're inside of like a spaceship?
0: No, it sounds like you're rubbing your nose on the mic, and since we don't actually mark the mics, who's is who's, that's yucky. I mean, I'm glad you're not farting on the mic, but what the hell? I'm snorting in, not out, so it's not going in the mic. Are you still pushing your your nasal cavity onto the microphone? Yes, you are. And later, I'm going to be talking into that. I swear one of these days I'm going to mark one of the mics so I know which one's mine. I'm going to go lick all the other microphones. That'll be expensive, Dave.